And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks in... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 67 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Brian. And I'm Grant. Hi, Grant. Hello, everyone. Hey. I see Brian dragooned you into filling Jin's seat this he week. He did, so I thought I would just talk to the world of pods. Excellent. It's a good well, uh, you and we Spock both. recommend it. <laughs> uh, so, the usual, the customary new guest question, how did you get into comics and nerdy shit? Uh, how I got into comics and nerdy shit is my, my story is probably a tad different because I didn't just do nerdy stuff when I was going. I actually was uh, very much into athletics. So I played football. I played baseball. I ran track, cross country, and everything like that. But I did have a nerdy side because yeah. I was on the chess club. <laughs> I was on the chess club. I was in drama. Uh, I did everything. And for the most part, when comics became interesting to me um, – was during school when reading happened. And for God's sakes, if you made me read Little Women, I thought I was going to kill myself and shoot. So I I think that there's a very large gap in what schools are forcing young men and boys to read because I was completely uninterested in everything that they would put forth. So my reading skills really deteriorated. Hmm. But where I found my joy is I went to uh, Dr. Knows, and I loved comics. I consumed them. During the 80s and 90s is really when my comics experience came forth. And uh, reading those comics uh, from the X-Men to... I was was a big Marvel fan, so I loved Spider-Man. And, of course, um, my two favorite... Uh, superheroes uh, were always uh, Superman and Captain America. Mm. And the reason why is when I I always thought, because I was always part of a team, uh, even in chess and even in uh, theater, you're part of a team. And even Mm -hmm. on the football field and things like that. They always did the right thing. And they always did what was good for the whole more than the one. And I always enjoyed that. And so I, I, although the Superman comic books in the 80s and 90s were not that great, <laughs> they really weren't. Um, now, real quick, red Superman or blue Superman? Uh, it's, the, it's the normal <laughs> red, blue and blue, red, and Superman. Of course, I did purple. have, yeah, it's the purple. I love the one that was fabulous. It's the sparklier, the better. So bizarro. So. <laughs> exactly. the, the one with the purple suit, yeah, bizarro. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the rainbow one. I like that one. <laughs> You know, you can get action figures of the Rainbow Batman. You can get action figures, and and, and there's a fantastic movie about how they almost shot that horrible disaster of Nicolas Cage. Yes. And thank God that never was produced, but it makes a fantastic documentary. Yeah. I've thought about that repeatedly this week. Every time I see the, what if Man of Steel Superman had a mustache pictures. (laughs) Oh, yes. Like the stash case, it's godly whiplash mustache. But that's how I, um, so my nerd experience in the 80s 
was very different. I did play Dungeons and Dragons. I lo- mm-hmm. I consumed. Uh, I I loved to play board games and things like that. So, uh, my nerd experience was extremely awful. Somebody else is excited about your story. Yeah, too. I know. I rev people's yeah. engines up. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty fantastic. Funny. We're actually further from the street. At we're, we're we're recording from my apartment. We're further from the street than we normally record. But the road sounds are louder. Yes. <laughs> At least there are no trains. <laughs> no trains. Um, well, it is fitting that you are sitting in for Jin, though, because Jin also had an athletic streak in oh, high school. Yeah. That I didn't school, I, so. know. I've, I'm no Jin, yeah. and of course I knew Mike, and yeah. I've known Brian for going on at least eight years ago, and yeah. I've got a real long streak with Alex at least an hour. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I haven't burned him out quite yet, so it's it's on its way. Yeah, you got like another hour to go. <laughs> yeah, well, that at least. <laughs> uh, well, we're glad to have you this week. Yeah. I am. Yeah, thanks. For absolutely out of my mind, excited because when Brian started playing this, uh, he, showed, he said, "Hey, man, you got to listen to my podcast." My own, man, got to listen. I said, "Fantastic!" Oh my god, what is it about? And he said, "Comic books." And comic books. I was like, "Really?" I said, "I haven't read comic books in forever." And he goes, "This is for you." And I was, I was a very avid listener. I, I can't say that I've listened to every episode. Few can. But, uh, <laughs> and but most of them I, are us. I've, en- I've enjoyed it for, for – when you started this, it was very exciting because you, you, you absolutely said that this was for people who read comic books and kind of fell by the wayside yeah. for a little bit and, uh, and for people to try to get back into it. And I can absolutely say that I've read more comic books – since you guys started your podcast, than I have probably in the past oh, easily ten years. Awesome! Yeah. Uh, from the vision, which was absolutely fantastic, the to so the uh, the uh, uh, five kids walking to a bank, yeah, which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there, but there's there's several other little things, and I haven't read the uh, what, what's what's the sex criminals. Oh, I read, sex criminals! I haven't read that wonderful. yet, but the, the premise sounds brilliant. Yeah, and uh, on on paper. It's <laughs> or at least on podcast. It's so great, and the longer it goes, kind of the weirder it gets. Not just narratively, but formally, there is a sequence. If you haven't read it yet, you've had like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, um, well, you know, laziness yeah. comes into it. Like, there's a sequence where, and I imagine this is actually how it played out: is they hit a point where Matt was sort of frustrated with where he put himself narratively and couldn't couldn't come up with a good way out of it that he liked. So there's about a three page sequence of. It breaks to Matt and Chip talking to each other, trying to work out what happens and talking through the beats just to get past them into the next, the next scene. Right. <laughs> like it gets weird kind of and bizarre. And I enjoyed that about yeah. some comic books. Yeah. Yeah. And there, but here's what's going to happen tonight, kids, is there's a lot of gaps that I, are in my comic book history that you guys are going to have to fill in. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited for and this. I, I miss us... Because here's what happened about after about six months of us doing the here's how to read comics if you're lapsed. Well, yeah. everyone at the table stopped being lapsed. Who right. had been. Yeah. yeah. Heaven so. knows I went all in. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that Brian didn't take went whole hog. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when I got the, uh, the text on, uh, on Wednesday, I was on vacation and uh, I got it from Brian. He goes, oh, he goes, you want to be on? I said, I, w- I would love to because I'm, I'm a semi-entertaining person. Hopefully, hopefully I can keep up to, you know, Mike and Jen's quick quips at least this time and um 
he gave me a list of about 30 things, which is about $60 worth of comic books. <laughs> and, and I consumed as fast no, as I could on, no. when uh, I got home on no. Friday. That might have been $60 worth of comics in the early 90s. Uh, I, know, I know. And that is actually one of the things that actually got me out of comic books oh, because yeah. it's more expensive to read comic books than it is to yeah. smoke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that's really saying a lot. Yeah. At, at $4 a book, yeah. that and, and as a young adult – that I was just trying, you know, I was trying to make my well, way in the world. And, and, and that's why, that's really one of the big reasons I got out of reading comic yeah. books is because I had other obligations and something had to, had yeah. to be gone. Well, I, and, I, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I, one of the things that, that I have not really mentioned, but that it has occurred to me several times as we've done it, is, uh, honest to God, as a... You can't you can't buy and read comics as a kid anymore. No, well, they're you not can't. written. So few are yeah. written for kids anyway. Yeah. Because you, I mean, there's no way you can afford. No. I, I mean, I look at what I, I I bought when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the, it, it literally would be impossible for me to do that without a right. full time yeah. job. And in the eighties and nineties, yeah. when I read it, the most expensive comic book was seventy five cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and unless you got uh, you know, unless trade, it was the one dollar spectacular that was like a hundred pages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Where they, uh, yeah. Well, and that's like, I think I think the saving grace now is everything gets a trade now. Yeah. Nothing does not escape print without getting a collection. Yeah, and that's you know, and that's that makes a difference. I, I I have heard, and it makes a difference. But the only problem with that is, how do I know that it's good? Like I, re- I have I have trade paperbacks in my basement. Like I knew as like there was a long shot, uh, uh, the character of Marvel. He was, yeah. he, was a, a, he the, I have a trade paperback of him because I love that character. Yeah. So I knew that if if there was a trade paperback that it never came out in a regular comic series that I think of, but I mean that trade paperback that I have, I, I love. I, mm-hmm. I love that. I, lo- I even I, I even can remember the opening line and how he talks about uh, the the magic of. Of certain things, of seeing a the wind the wind blow a curtain up and a cat stretch. I mean, I know I can remember that even from this thing, and that that that's, that's old. And so those words, I loved them. Yeah, and I loved the stories, but I can't afford four dollars a week no. on twenty thirty comics. No, right? I, even now as an adult. No, I mean, what you do is you find the voices whose opinions tend to match yours. That's why it's fun when we disagree because yes. It separates oh, things. And, we and you're going to get some of that and yeah. tea on some of these books awesome. tonight. <laughs> I'm foreshadowing. Um, I, told, I told Grant. I, th- I was like, I'm, that's awesome. I'm so glad. <laughs> We're sitting in a different place, and Brian's forgetting to talk into his microphone. <laughs> Brian keeps getting excited and looking to Grant. Um, well, that happens with yeah. Brian a lot. Hey-o. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, the how to navigate trades. I mean, it's find, find the people whose opinions are similar to yours yeah. and trust. Yeah. Yeah, and we've talked about this so many times. You yeah, you find a writer that you like, and that's what you go with the writer. Yeah, because, and and, yeah. and you know what? And a lot of times it was um, a writer, an artist, because there was yeah. some yeah. art oh, that yeah, I yeah. did not like. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I, I, I loved um, a lot of early Todd McFarlane stuff, but some of his his stuff that he's came out later, I just didn't like. You know, the Spawn was great. You know, things like that. In the Spider Man, when he first started doing Spider Man. It was a brand new way to look at Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. The art was fantastic. Uh, I loved um, uh, Burns' old stuff. I loved um, uh, uh, Lopez' uh, stuff. I loved um, Jim Lee. Uh, Jim Lee. It was not my favorite that I can. Uh, of course, I'm 
pulling this from 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. That's so, fine. so I'm, I'm yanking. My favorite was when they rebooted Justice League, and uh, Blue Beetle and uh, and Giffen. Booster Gold was uh, the the, hit, the all the art mm-hmm. in there. It, it wasn't like a drawn action shot like Sam. Every drawing was like a picture. Yeah, it looked and it you know looked what? like a picture instead yeah. of uh, of art, and it was beautiful. I and found I those it. trades finally recently because yeah. they've been out of print for a little. While. They were one of the first things when when about ten years ago, everyone started putting everything in trade finally mm-hmm. or beginning to, and started reprinting a bunch of older stuff. Um, it was one of the first things to get the treatment. It's been out of print for a while now. I finally tracked down the first four volumes of that a few weeks ago. It holds up really well. I, I Not would, having read it in the moment and having right. read it recently. It holds I, up. I, I would like to probably go. It's all in my basement in yeah. boxes and in bags and with cardboard backing and everything yeah. else. Well, I was going to say in two months, I think it's – or one one or two months. I know it's, it's coming up soon because we talked about it a couple of solicits ago. They're coming out with a – what is it? An omnibus. $100 omnibus. Yeah. It's the first half of their run. Yeah, it is the first half of all of that. Yeah, like everything. Yeah. And they'll do a second volume, but it's the other. Right. Half. Yeah, and that and that was the fun of that. And you know, I, of course, I, I did mention that. You know, of course, when I was young, oh my god, it was always Captain America, and it was always Superman. But as I got a little bit older, and you know, my higher teen years, it all became Guy Gardner, then it became Lobo. And, uh, so, and I, I joked with Grant on the yeah, way down. I was like, well, no shit, Guy Gardner. Yeah. First of all, Grant Garlinghouse, Guy Gardner. There's a reason it's, you have the same initials. The, You're the, the same fucking person. S- <laughs> it was the awful, snarky people. Uh, that <laughs> and, you know, same thing with, you know, Deadpool came, like, right at the beginning of the end of my run of yeah. reading stuff. Yeah. And, uh, the fan, and, that, and that was, you know, Spider-Man was always snarky. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, kudos to them kind of bringing that back in the movies. But um, oh, have, uh, we, have we got a series for you? <laughs> all oh, right, yeah. all right. So uh, and yeah, hopefully we do get to talk about one of the recommendations, the yes. first recommendation that you had, and uh, at some point, and which I've got many references to. Well, tell me, tell me what that recommendation was. We'll oh, start there. All right, well that's fantastic. The the uh, Brian on on his list of a gajillion things, he said you have. To read shirtless bear fighter, and, I, I, and the first I, re- I read it, and I rolled my eyes completely. I, I, you know what? I, I did that the was same based. Thing. I was gonna say that was what you did when I handed it to you. I, yes, because I didn't buy the first issue when it came out. Alex was like, Alex was like, no, no, you you have, and so he handed me his copy, and I read it, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to buy it, so I have it. But holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I found the book astoundingly amazing. Okay. And there was, it's unabashedly, it, it doesn't even care that it knows it's ridiculously silly. Yes. No, that, it wears it. It wears it, it proudly. It wears it with a crown and everything. Even from the first little thing that it says where it is, it's, it's absolutely laser, lazy. And the, uh, the city is called Major City. Major City. Major City. <laughs> yep. and, the, and, 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 and where the forest is, it's called The Forest. The Forest. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, it... Uh, the book is fantastic with pixelated penises and and uh, and if, if you could if you could paint a picture of how you know in this in the sixties Batman you know it would always you'd he'd always see the zow and the bang and the punch well when shirtless comes up he hits somebody and it just says burn punch 
Yep. It's just, or, or in this issue, you get bear kick. And you get bear. You did get a bear kick, and he, yes. he practically sends him into orbit. I can't and, wait for the bear hug. <laughs> the bear hug. Bear well, hug. we talk about bear hugs when he goes on his little prowling <laughs> missions. You know, one of my favorite things was he goes to San Francisco and he and he fights a bunch of uh, San Franciscan bears. There's <laughs> the little leather thongs and things like that. It's very nice. So that, that, that was always funny. And, of course, you know, it, it, it's ridiculous because he has a bear, a cabin made of bear, bear pelts. pelts. Yep. And, and a plane and made a plane of bear pelts. Made of bear pelts. And uh, I found it astoundingly fun, and it doesn't take itself seriously. But the flow of the comic book is actually fantastic. Yeah, it's a super tight book. It, it, it is. Really, yeah. it, it really moves. It, 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 the pacing and the mm-hmm. action of the book is really fantastic. How how it moves and it's telling a pretty hilarious story, and and all the characters think that they're really serious, but the book as a whole doesn't. Yeah, except for the ex- partner. Except for the partner who knows how ridiculous all this is, <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. I mean, yeah. she's a straight man, right? Oh yeah. yeah, she, yeah. I mean, she's she's your cipher character. She's your audience here. Right. You fought in the, nor- the, the War of Northern Russia. That, that doesn't even make sense. Just right. go with it. Yep. Stop right. asking questions. <laughs> Anyways, I found, it, I found it fantastic. And whatever last thing you want to do around shirtless is call them pancakes. That's no, true. they're flapjacks. They are flapjacks. flapjacks. <laughs> That's right. So I think if anybody's into a book that has pixelated penises and, uh, <laughs> and uh, he fights bears because the bears, the bears are being taken over by, uh, I, I know everyone will hard, find this hard to believe, but a corporation. A corporation which sells what? <laughs> it sells toilet paper that they forested from the, the paper or the trees. Right. So And their mascot so you, is a you bear get, wiping get, himself on the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> what is the... <laughs> There's actually a... Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. But there's a... What's the quote? They have a slogan that the... There's so many little there's so many little one liners in this thing. But what is the the slogan of the uh, of yeah. the toilet paper company? Uh, I, it should shock no one that my quote of the week comes from that this this week. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. my quote. Of the oh, week. we're getting there early. Yeah, huh? we first book. Here we go. So the uh, the the FBI guy is talking about how uh, how shirtless has saved saved his life one time. And so he's like back in Nam. So first thing is this this FBI guy he literally has been in every war that America has ever fought, apparently. Everyone. <laughs> and so back in Nam. And he talks about it. He's like, then I was coming out of the trees and an Oso in black and white pajamas showed up. And it, it, it's it's a panda bear, right? Yeah. And Not sh- to be confused with Osito. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so Shirtless jumps out and boo, boo, boo. And they, they do the whole thing. And he's, you know, they fight. And then there's a little conversation. He's like... And war's all I got left. Saying on you, Bert. Um, and the, the partner goes, uh, I thought pandas only lived in China. Shirtless goes, they do now. <laughs> yeah. I also love that they I also love that they got a ransom note from the bears. And the ransom note says, rah, 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 and then underneath it says, We're coming. 
Bear says The bear says Eternal Eternal You got anything else? Because that's a great segue I've also broken down my books I have a favorite frame in each book Oh yeah, that's right And I have a favorite quote from each book You kind of took Go for it Took my Pretty much my favorite quote That's okay I've already, that's that's already the said, only but, one I'll have the whole episode. <laughs> the rest are all yours. The rest man. are all mine. Is that sometimes God makes a mistake and makes a man too much of a man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my favorite quote from that book. And then uh, the favorite frame, of course, our, our, our panel is uh, when shirtless uh, grabs his bear, and they, of course he's naked. Naked, <laughs> naked, and all his junk is pixelated. So he's suplexing this bear up over his head. And, of course, his pixelated penis is at the same arc as his <laughs> suplex, so gently over the top of his body. Generating, I'm sure, a delightful breeze. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So that's uh, just my favorite frame of that one. Cool. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the eternal roar, the eternal roar. Let's talk about some Doctor Afra. Let's talk about Doctor Afra. Oh. Doctor Afra, number ten, right? You said uh, nine earlier, but I think this one was ten. Doctor Afra. I think I have number ten. Yeah, it's number ten. Yeah, it is. Okay, Doctor Afra, number ten. So this is. I'm, I'm going to lean on Grant again here. Uh, this is a brand new Star Wars character to you, which is fantastic because Star Wars. Uh, you know, as, as growing up in the eighties and seventies and there nineties, um, Star Wars was in here. that order. In that in that order, because that's the way. <laughs> Thank God. That's the way it seemingly goes in comic books. Grant's God, a time lord. Uh, the seventies come after and, the eighties. God, I would have been so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I had I had my mullet in the nineties. I don't know. Um, just like Superman. So, just like Superman did. <laughs> so actually, you know, I I, I really. Love this book. First of all, at the front, they had the Star Wars little scroll mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, being new to the, I've never read this title ever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so it had the scroll to kind of catch me up a little bit mm-hmm. on what this story was about. Uh, and the, the whole episode had to do with them selling um, the Ark. The, there was an ancient Jedi crystal. The eternal Roar. The Datacron of okay. the Eternal Roar. Right. So um, the whole thing was about them auctioning it off to different species mm-hmm. and different sects and things like that. And, and, and it moved along very good, but I was completely interested in the Doctor. It automatically came up because to me, and, and as a nutshell, I thought that this woman was a rogue opportunist archaeologist that was in debt but it was like an Indiana Jones in outer space. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's completely accurate. That's a yeah. Very so, valid so, description. And I, and I got this all from reading this one book. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was, I thought it was a very fun book. And I, the only thing I was upset with is I didn't get to read the first nine. Okay. <laughs> so a couple things. First of all, all of the Star Wars books that Marvel has put out uh, since they kind of restarted these, they all have that crawl that does yeah. the explanation. They've stuff. been doing that consistently. Yeah, okay. so that's, that's, that's really cool. Um, the other thing, which I'm really sad, you really didn't get to see in this book. BT and Triple Zero in action? The two of the best 
characters in this really because because immediately I looked at them and I was like. That's our CP three O and I mean, okay, no, but you, you, they're assassin droids. They are. (laughs) Yes, they are sadistic assassins. So I don't have to put up with the stupidity of C three O. No, No. there's one. There's one thing where she she looks at uh, at and she says, um, "You you need to slow them down." And he goes, "Bloop bloop bloop bloop," and he goes, "Yes, killing them all would slow them down." I agree. That would have been my favorite quote. Oh, it is. They, those two are I mean, so amazing. I want well, that the, the droid R- Christmas special. Right. <laughs> that would be The R2 droid did zap down um, a Wookiee, mm-hmm. yeah. which is, which the Wookiee, I like how they translated what the Wookiee said through through them in, in the book, which which was, which was very funny. My quote was almost this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This so may have been the, the, the other one I had. Yeah, I guess. Uh, which the, was hilarious. The, the ice speak strangling human. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, I enjoyed reading that book. Uh, like I said, the worst part was was not reading the first nine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to kind of catch up with it, I, that's a book I would absolutely yeah. continue to read because the story seemed to develop and the the uh, the doctor Afra had. Was a real character. Yeah, well, well she's great. I yeah. love Afro. I want, I want the next Star Wars stories movie. These off year, mm-hmm. like the Han like Solo Han this year. And I want one. a Doctor Afro movie. That would be that would be fantastic, and she would be fairly easy to cast. Yeah, yeah. We, we, and one of the things we've talked about specifically in the comic book series, one of the great things about this character is because she hasn't been in the movie, like the Darth Vader, the Luke Skywalkers, the Leia. Yeah, you know where they're going to be. They right? all had you, a legacy. The, and they you, all you know, you know where they the end in, th- in episode uh, three. You know where they start four. in episode four, I, right? Five, four to five. Right, yeah, you, yeah, I so. mean, you do know where I Luke know. and Leia end in episode three. That is true. That is very true. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that because I know where they're at. I just whatever. Anyway, but yes. So basically, you know where they where they start and stop between those movies, yeah. between four and five, and so those characters have to do that, right? They have to they have to end there. Mm-hmm. So they're very confined as to how they can they can't really grow. They can't change that much. Yeah. No, this, I, this I'm actually going to disagree with you a little there. Okay, if they change, they have to change and back into. Well, they've they are. they've done a good job. Like the last issue of Star Wars did You're a really right. great job with Leia. So Leia, yes. for instance, they get into Leia's childhood and how she was so bored in the palace, she'd run away and go live in the woods. Like she has this weird survivalist streak where she's this brilliant hunter that you never. They never get into it in the movies because they're never under those conditions. Now, and see, I would in some ways argue that is that's almost telling her story before Episode Four. But you see it through what she's do. doing. Right, yeah. yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. So um, they show her on Alderaan hanging out. You never see her. They're, they're, she and Luke are stranded on an island on a, a water world. Wait, wait. As a child? No, this is this is between four and five. Between oh, episodes and four and five, which is you get this is when the current Star Wars comic book is taking yeah. place. Right. Oh, you get basically as she's hunting and lose, using Luke, who is useless as bait. You get Luke's thoughts and talking about you know what he's learned about Leia and all that sort of thing. Is you know, See, she can it, do this because she used to do. That's these the things. only problem with you know you were sitting there yeah. saying about the characters that are prevalent now. It, it is they've got so much stuff that is supposedly canon and stuff that isn't canon. Well, it's hard to differentiate that now. I mean, I read the Admiral Thrawn books. Yeah. Those were fantastic. Which, by the way, you know there's a new one. No. There's going to be a Thrawn comic. 
Yeah, and, and all, the, all and these comics to be a thrown comic. All of the comics, all the are comics canon. are canon. Oh my god, he! Yeah. Oh, they are. Yes, all so the are the comics canon. Marvel is publishing now are canon. Yes, everything they published since they got the license back in 2014 is canon. Yep. <gasps> nothing, my nothing that is, is now, now nothing that Ouch. is now produced that is Star Wars licensed will not be canon. Yeah. Huh. Which also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still segue here. Yeah. Uh, you know they're doing this. 40 stories to celebrate the 40th year. They're the doing a novel with 40 yeah. short stories called From a Certain Perspective or From a Certain View or I something like remember. that. Yeah, something close. Where they've got 40 different writers, each writing a short story from a different minor character's perspective through the trilogy, the original trilogy. Yeah. Huh. And Kieran Gillen is one of them. Oh, shit. Kelly Sue DeConnick and Matt Fraction were announced this week. Wow. Griffin McElroy is doing one. Ben Acker and Ben Blacker are doing one. Greg Rucka is writing one. There are a bunch of comics people involved in this project. Well, yeah, and that kind of goes steady with what Hollywood's been doing anyways. Hollywood's lost ideas. <laughs> uh, they, they, that's, I think that's probably one of the reasons they've turned to comics so much. You know what? I, I, don't, I, don't I, get I, I would disagree with that. The in one of comics, but I don't know that they've lost ideas. I think they're unwilling to take risks on new ideas. Yeah, and that kind of goes along with a little bit what I yeah. what I what right. I mean exactly, and I, which is why I just wanted to kind of clarify that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, you want my favorite quote and frame? Let's hear sure. him. All Let's right. So my favorite quote and frame kind of uh, it, it kind of goes in the same thing. The the doctor's talking to one of the bidders uh, from the Ezra Dominion, <laughs> and the Ezra Dominion <laughs> stands up and says, "You will receive oh, point." Oh, 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 one percent from our imperial revenue, and you will receive your next 10 descendants will have the two, you know. So they make it sound like it's going to be a big deal. So he walks outside and talks to the uh, what's the 3PO's unit? Triple uh, BT, BT, BT unit. And he goes, and she and, and the doctor actually goes, hey, hey, tell me more about this Ezra Dominion. And he goes, uh, they only rule two continents on one planet. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, her response is like, I don't know who's stupider, them for coming here or me for, <laughs> or inviting, me for, them. Me for inviting them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Kieran Gillen, who writes this, is taking over the main Star Wars book with number 38. Yep. It was announced this week. So if you wanted to jump on to the regular Star Wars comic title, uh-huh. 38, coming I, out later this which week. Which I have in my little box downstairs, the number go. one. Yeah, that's the old one, though. The isn't old, it? super old one. Yeah, yeah. the old nineteen seventy whatever the hell yeah. it was. Yeah, awesome. I have no idea what that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's all gnarled and rotten and everything. Oh, that's else. too yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nowhere near pristine. Mm. Uh, hey, Brian. Yeah, let's talk about action comics. Action. Yeah. So this is uh, this ends the arc that we have been covering, where it's kind of uh, all of the Superman peoples. Mm-hmm. Right, the uh, Steel and Supergirl, and all the Superman team, family team versus the evil Superman family. Kind team. of, yeah. Blank and and or the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman and, and all Zod those and um, Metallo. And, and if you remember, if you've been reading this at the end of the last uh, issue, they get thrown into the Phantom Zone. Yes. Some of them, all the good people, basically do. Uh, and uh, it, you know what, I was. It's surprised that they didn't drag that out further. I'm glad no. they didn't. Basically, that just seemed like a way to uh, uh, help out Superman. At the end of the day, that was a net gain, really, for him. Uh, it was, but it, you find you you discover why because you 
when they get sent in and and Zod going after the Phantom Zone Protector, yeah. you're really led to believe it so that he, he can, wants his army. He can summon up his yeah. whole army of Kryptonian people. Now we're we're bordering on spoiler territory, but I know. Go ahead and go uh, well, ahead and would, uh, We will. I was just okay. going to say that's. It turns out to be something else, is what okay. I was about to say. And then I was going to say maybe we should probably talk spoilers now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy this issue, and I thought it was a really solid conclusion to the arc. I did. I, I again, uh, I was glad that they didn't try to stretch it out because I think that that would have messed up the pacing on it, and it yeah. would have felt like they were dragging it out. We also get to learn who this green voice who's been talking to John is. We do, and yeah. Lo- now we're calling spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we got to call spoilers yeah. now. So. Who did who did Zod want to pull out of the Phantom Zone, huh, Brian? Uh, he turns out he wanted to pull out his wife and his son. Well, it's almost like that parallels Superman having Isn't a wife it? and son. It's almost like now they both have families. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Foiled again. <laughs> Foil, I get it. I, they have, have a I have no idea what's going on. So <laughs> Superman and Lois have a son, John. Yes. Superman and Lois? Superman yes. and Lois. Okay. Got a now, problem with that, but whatever. He's the new Superboy. Here's, uh, here's, here's. Only, only, there's only one uterus that can take super sperm. Well, this is this is the Grant Morrison school, actually. Um, no. <laughs> don't no. Let's not go there again. We so to catch you up, <laughs> to catch you up, we are currently still in the same. Rebirth is the same continuity as the New Fifty Two, okay. which is. A, a reset, a reset at Flashpoint, mm-hmm. which was really the first reset. Spent and they had the since, whole Watchmen thing go yeah. down, and yeah, okay. Flashpoint was the first reset since Crisis. Since Crisis. Superman is one of two characters, well, and at this point, Lois and John. And Flash. Well, uh, well, I was counting Superman and his family as one, and Flash. Okay, Wally right. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, Superman yeah. is one of a very small number of characters that is actually yes. the pre-Flashpoint version. In the current continuity. So Superman basically so has his full... Knows. Yes. Oh, that's really neat. Yes. Yeah. So what happened is when Flashpoint happened... That's because he's super. Superman and Lois and John got pulled kind of No, out. that's not how it happened. There was, a fla- there was a post-Flashpoint Superman when Convergence happened, okay. which was basically DC Secret Wars... Spoilers, Brainiac mm-hmm. uh, pulled a bunch of different parallel Earths cities into his own version of Battle World, if you remember Secret Empires. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. Or not Secret Empires, Secret Wars. Secret, Secret Wars, yes. Um, Which I did have. Yes. Yes, I did. Read. Uh, the first one. Yes. Okay. I mean, this is for the second one, too. Right. Well, not Secret Wars 2, but there was a Secret Wars a couple of years ago that was actually really great that used some of the same ideas. Okay. To do a light reset on the Marvel Universe. A very light reset. Anyway, um, one of the continuities that was brought into that was the pre-Flashpoint post-Crisis Superman and Lois. And as it turned out, eventually John, they were retconned into continuity through that. So that they, after that, had existed in this timeline, but for most of the New 52 didn't actually. Right, yeah, so... It, it happened. It happened, but only they're Flash aware Point. of it, and it was a Correct. weird... Yeah. It was a retcon. It was not something that was always happening it, in secret 
intentional. Yes, correct. Yeah. But but if you if you if they wrote a history of it now, yes, right, they would well, say it happened. The, and now and he's he's been merged with the post Flashpoint version, so he's the sum of the histories of both. Of so basically, point. now he is the one and only Superman. Yes. Does that all make sense? <laughs> My brain right, will what, explode. Here, let me, Three, let me, you know, the TLDR two. here. You ready? Uh, no, no, no. Too no. long, don't read. Okay. <laughs> Is basically Superman, Lois, and John um, kind of came around Flashpoint, so to speak, and have existed. They existed before Flashpoint, and these same characters are now yep. existed through 52. And are now in Rebirth. And they're really the only ones to have that be true. Wally West, pre-Flashpoint. But if pre- they to reboot the whole soft reboot, I yeah. guess, is what Rebirth New 52 is. Was, New 52 was a pretty hard reboot. Yeah, right, right, right. But rebirth, if they want to do a soft reboot, isn't that kind of what people are talking about? Is how Rebirth is like a soft reboot? It's very soft. They, didn't, they haven't thrown out any continuity. They've yeah. retconned a little bit. And but they, most of the retcons actually happened before Rebirth. They happened around Convergence. What okay. what Rebirth really is, honestly, is a big editorial and and line are, are change try- in focus and how they were yeah. going to. Are they trying talk to fix it? some of the mistakes that they think? Yes, that's they exactly what they're doing. They're trying to bring back some of the legacy. One of the one of the because, because you know, like I said, you know, I'm departed, but I, I kind of followed and I kind of mm-hmm. read one or two, but I, I, and so every everything even in the fifty two is still a question mark. Yeah. Me. But I mean, I kind of followed, but I kind of didn't. Right. But and and you know, you heard things. It's it's like everything I know is hearsay. <laughs> one of the edicts of the new Fifty Two was that really no one, everyone was younger. They de-aged which, everyone, which was years. fantastic, which is fine. And I didn't, I would never have a problem with that because the worst thing you would want is a geriatric Flash. Sure. Well, I mean, I don't know. because I like walkers there. walkers don't go quick in time <laughs> force. Um, <laughs> the the cost of that though was this edict that really none of the existing relationships were there, both romantically. Like Superman and Lois weren't a thing. Part of the reason they brought back pre Flashpoint Superman and Lois was there was really no way for them to write post Flashpoint Superman and Lois together. Right. Green Arrow um, and Black Canary were not together. Yeah. <gasps> Aquaman um, and Heresy were not together. Heresy? Well, Most actually, they of, were together, but they weren't married. Right. Yeah. They couldn't, like, there was a big scandal at one point. They were going to marry Batwoman and her girlfriend, and DC wouldn't let them, not because it was a lesbian couple, but because they didn't want anyone to be married. In they fact, they had given the writers the go-ahead and rescinded it right hmm. before they... they wound up having to cancel an issue and get behind and rewrite one and all that. It was a big thing. And the team wound up leaving over not getting to tell the story they'd been told they could. Um, it was weird. There was a lot, a lot of the heart of DC was missing. Um, which, which is a big thing. And yeah. that, that's uh, at the core of every story that, especially in superheroes, mm-hmm. yeah. if you miss the heart, some of the times you don't care what happens to the characters. Right. And, 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 it doesn't matter what story you're trying to tell. If yeah. you lose that, man, you lose it all. And, 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 no, and no one cares. That's what Rebirth's about, is bringing back the heart. That's why Wally West is a big thing. They're bringing back a Wally who remembers everything. With him came this explanation that, that someone has stolen your time. I said, the Flash has got to remember something because he would just outrun Barry, the problem. Barry now remembers that Wally existed, but Barry's experiences are the 
are the experiences of a Barry from post Flashpoint on. Barry, even though he caused Flashpoint, doesn't remember post-crisis. All he remembers is that he remembers that something happened to cause him to not remember what happened yeah. before. And he remembers but, that yeah. Wally did exist. Correct. He and remembers way, his relationship way, with Wally, this, but not having yeah, lived it. I hope this is all okay. I hate for oh, no, the no, listeners to be, we love this. Be, <laughs> be returned and say, oh, Grant, Grant, you're kind of an idiot this on this. This isn't anything uh, we've talked okay. about. It's been probably about a year since we've talked about it. Most, yes. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Great. Right. Yeah. Right. I, don't, I don't want to slow the audience down as much as I need to be slowed down. No, no, down. no. It's, it's good. I like it. Go for it. Okay. Um... Do we want to say who's who's been coaxing uh, John through this we, issue? We should. Well, and it shouldn't because we're going to start. We're going to start. I think next month we start getting answers to who this person is. Yeah, we 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 should. We there's no reason not to. It's Mr. Oz. It's Mr. Oz. Who is? Do you know who mm. that is? Maybe Ozymandias. Yeah. That's the that's the prevailing From theory. Is that he's Ozymandias. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah, he has been lurking in the background and controlling a yeah, lot of things. I was wondering how they're going to tie that whole Watchmen thing in. Well, because when, when Batman picks up, you know, because yeah, I did button. pick that issue up where, yeah. where Batman picks up the uh, the button, uh, the, yeah, the button. Where, you know, it's got the little blood on it, human beings. So so bizarre, and I'm ready to see is as what. Has Doctor Manhattan showed up in any of these? You yes. have not because seen I would him. think yes, that he was seen his hand. You've seen this hand. You haven't seen the entirety of it. Because You've seen, I, though... Because I would lose... I would probably have to go change into my brown pants as, um, as, 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 as if he ever shows up. There's a four-issue crossover between Batman and The Flash called The Button. They're issues 21 and 22 of both, of I both think. Of both of them, yes. And it is Batman and Flash and Flashpoint Batman, which is Thomas Wayne, and Reverse Flash and this mystery of... Where the button has come from and why it reacts to reverse flash and then someone kills reverse flash and he's like got energy crackle coming off him that's consistent with Manhattan. At the end of it, you see Manhattan's hand holding the button that he's swiped as all this is happening. Yeah. And it's got the blue, the the wavy blue speech bubbles with the white border around So is it possible that Manhattan's done this whole... Yes. That's, 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 no, that it that's is. That's the prevailing it is. theory? Yeah. Manhattan See, I don't is even the one read this, and I can write this stuff yeah. for you guys. Um, <laughs> Mr. Oz, who most people assume is Ozymandias at yes. this point. Mr. Oz has been showing up since about issue 40 of Superman in the New 52. So he's actually been, because at that even point, rebirth, Jeff yeah. Johns was writing Superman. He's been seated since pre-rebirth. Huh. Yeah. Because the last thing Manhattan says, basically, is he thinks he's going to go off and... Create life of his own. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, the, the, so one, like one of the questions is, does that mean Manhattan created all of the DC universe? Well, he's at least stealing time from right? the DC universe. Yeah. Starting in November, you'll want to read this. You will want to read There's this. There's an event book, 12 issues running over the course of the following year, called Doomsday Clock. That is Jeff Johns writing Superman. Superman meets Watchmen characters. Okay. Yes. Like he's teased, See, he's teased. Y'all are poisoning me to spend $4 every week. Yeah. He's teased. <laughs> once a month. Once a month. The intersection of Lex Luthor and Ozymandias meeting each other as each world's smartest person. Uh, that can be nothing but fun to read. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That can be nothing but fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's got Gary Frank drawing it. And, and nice. one of the things that's been, I don't want to say missing, but has been... Um, only vaguely referenced 
and since uh, Rebirth is everything is, for the most part, modern day. Huh. You don't have... There hasn't been Legion of Superheroes stuff. No, that's he, not true. Oh, there oh, were oh, two oh, Legion oh, books know, in the New 52. I know. I know. I'm speaking okay. in generalities Okay, here. I'll be quiet now. Okay. And there I'll haven't stop being been, that guy. There haven't been historical stuff. There hasn't been definitive Justice Society stuff. No, they're returning just the only th- the only long running book outside right. of present tense. You had a Jonah Hex book, and you had Justice League three thousand, and then a volume of Justice League three thousand and one. Yeah. Wow. So they're tying even Jonah Hex and Batman Beyond. Wow, wow. Batman Beyond. Well, Batman Beyond is very is late. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. Jonah Hex. That would be very. The so, only times Booster Gold has shown up in the New Fifty Two were in Jonah Hex. All Star Western is what they titled it, but it was a okay. Jonah Hex. All right, book. so so Jonah Hex is still he's still in the well. They brought him into the present for a brief arc, and then yeah, sent him back. they do. They've done that yeah. a gajillion times. Um, but Booster Gold has shown up there, and Booster Gold has shown up in Convergence, and those are the only times okay. we've seen Booster since. But, well, don't let me slow you down from still reviewing this book. Yeah. I'm sorry, I keep asking questions because it's my mind's all a Twitter. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It is good. It's great um, stuff. Let's go to the next book, though. Okay. All-Star Batman. Oh, which I did read. Yeah. Yeah. So you, this is like the third chapter of this book. So how did this make a whole hell of a lot of sense um, to you, Grant? Well, you know, because the book kind of almost stands on its own. I don't know why he's... It starts off with him and the boat, and the boat's all sinking and everything. So I... I I don't know why. There's no preview at the beginning of the book. No, like on, nope. on, on, DC on doesn't do that. Yes, yeah, so, which you know, that's a thing. Yeah, I I, I get it. But um, it, it's it's very odd because there's this boat that's sinking. You know it's urgent. You know, you know Batman's uh, beaten and bruised and everything. And there's a guy that's speaking in hieroglyphics. Yeah, and, I'm not sure what that was about with uh, Tiger Shark. Yeah, that was, yeah no, um, no, it's not Tiger Shark. It's Tiger Shark of the esteemed seafaring line is the way he, he entitles oh, him. It's still Tiger <laughs> Shark, but yes. It's, and I don't know who that dude is at all. And uh, so I didn't understand. There was a couple things that I didn't get at the very beginning of the book. Yeah. The book changes. Okay, somehow miraculously, from all these problems that are at the front of the book, from the ship sinking, Batman's saved by freaking mermaids, and then it clips right away, and he's with Alfred at, at a secret location. Well, Batman, Batman uses the the line to tie the torpedoes, which are tracking Alfred. Correct. To pull him, I, I think I've got to assume the mermaids were some kind of hallucination. I don't know what was up. I, 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 or the other thing that I thought of is yeah. that they were basically kind of faux mermaids that were entertainment on the ship. Yeah. You know how they do, like, yeah. but they had like breathing with masks you springs on. or whatever. It, so, it made it okay. So you guys are as dumbfounded as I am. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. One of one of the hallmarks of this All Star Batman book is that each arc not only has a different artist, but each arc plays with different narrative formats. Oh, they change. Oh, I hate it when they change artists. It actually works really well. They're, they're, for this this one, is going to be the last arc of this book. Basically, this is Scott Snyder who wrote Batman for the entirety of the New Fifty Two, getting his sort of mini event book, and he yeah. gets to write. Just whatever big story he wants so with whatever artist he wants. The writer stays. Yeah. Now, that after helps. this arc, they're now, switching cool. to a Listen new format where it was going to keep going. They had more stories planned, but they came to Snyder and they said, look, you're doing this artist-focused series. We want to do more artist-focused books. How would you and Sean Gordon Murphy, who's writing the next or drawing the next arc, feel about 
going from a monthly book to launching a line of traits. Take the time you want, tell the story you want, take the space you want on the page, do it the way you want, but instead of coming out monthly, when you're done, it's a trade. So this, so this book will not come out in flop, and basically monthly and floppies anymore? It's only going to be a trade that is the whole story. And, of the and it'll still be in continuity. And I, and I right. can get into that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because originally when, you know, of course, like I said, Brian gave me the list. When I saw All-Star Batman, my ears perked up. Because I read the All-Star Superman yeah. very different. years yeah. ago. Yeah. And what a fantastic, beautiful story that was. So I was excited to read All-Star Batman. Yeah. Thinking different. it would be on the same vein. And, of course, it was nowhere near. But so after The Mermaids... The story completely changes, and the rest of the story is really about Alfred. Yeah, and his and background. This arc is actually about yeah, the, the, which, the which I enjoyed. The narrative conceit for this arc is Alfred's telling this whole story for this arc, and it's dealing. This whole arc is really about Alfred, right? Well, you know, and and that's what I kind of I, I didn't mind that because Alfred's story for for you know as long as Batman, you don't always know. Why does Alfred stick around? Why? Yeah. Okay. What did he, you know that he was a medic in the army. It's, it's said that, you know, yeah. countless times. And, 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 okay. What about his army life? Yeah. What yeah. about all this stuff? So I, I really started getting into it once I kind of got away from Batman, yeah. which was bizarre for this book. I'd for, love. For a Batman book. I'd love a book set in the past that just follows Alfred for a little while. Uh, especially, that would be really, especially really now with what we know about his history. Yeah. Especially yeah. now because he's part of, and it, you know, it's a secret society that he yeah. has joined or that he wants to be yeah. or he's thinking about being a part of in this book. Yeah. So I, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was really neat. Um, I did like one the, my favorite. My quote from this was, listen up, people. This is the moment you have. As of this moment, you have a new captain. Captain Batman. <laughs> captain Batman. <laughs> captain Batman. So, and now all of a sudden I want to hear it. Da, 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 da. Love bug, <laughs> excited at the Batman. <laughs> yeah, my favorite uh, panel from this was actually the Adams ruin everything that was in the very back because <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, while we're on Batman, let's talk about Detective Nine Sixty One. So this is still filling out. Batman's history training with Zatara and Zatanna. I trying to learn I, I love I love that God, whole dynamic so much. Um, and I want to keep this one quick. I don't know that there's a whole, whole lot to hit on in this one. Not a lot, but... But uh, the main reason I want to talk about this one is we get the return of... Or the setup for the return of Asriel in a, in a bat suit. Yep. They're bringing back Joe Quesada's Asriel. Asriel's been in this book, but they're bringing back the Joe Quesada design. Wow. And they're tying it back to, at one point in the New 52, Batman was dead. That was the announcement. It turns out being he's got amnesia and he's living his own life. And Alfred won't let anyone try to tell him otherwise because he's finally getting to see Batman happy. So Jim Gordon became Batman through the police department. The poli- it, I know it, sa- it, it sounds... It makes more sense than, yeah. It sounds wonky. Did you get like an Iron Man Batman yes. suit? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. That's the only way that yes. works. Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and it ties into the, the whole, well, you make sense because you've worked with Batman no and you're a former Marine. You've got all this training. And, yeah, but... But, you know, yeah, he's got Batman a big mechanical suit with a built-in AI. Yeah. 
And we've been seeing Luke Fox, who's Lucius Fox's son, ah, and who is Batwing and is on this team. Because th- this is a team book. I love this book. You should check out this book. It is Batman and Batwoman and, for a while, Red Robin and Spoiler, uh, and Clayface. Clayface is a good guy? Clayface yeah. is a good guy. And I don't. Cassandra Kane was probably after your time, but she was the third Batgirl. She's this so trained assassin, Lady awesome. Shiva's daughter. Yeah, I know nothing about her. She's basically mute. She speaks in one or two words only. Lately, Clayface has been running lines with her, so she can speak through Shakespeare lines now. <laughs> At but, one point, she called clocks. Like she is a character. She is literally. She, I, I would. I would say she is the best fighter in the DC universe. Yeah. She. She has Whoa. beaten Batman. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Like without even really trying. Yeah. Um, she is a, a machine. Anyway, so it's where, an amazing. Where's her, where did her training come from? Uh, League, they, of they, they like, League of Shadows. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. And well, her mother was the head. Of well, the League of Shadows. okay. Her mother was the head of the League of Shadows. That's not actually the whole right answer. That's the whole right answer is. Uh, there's a series called Batman and Robin Eternal, which was a follow-up to Batman Eternal. Both were weekly series. The short version of the answer is there's this woman named That's Mother. Okay. <laughs> who trains assassins with a very similar sort of background thematically to Batman's and how he trained all his Robins and all that. But in this continuity, in, in New 52 slash Rebirth continuity, she's trained by Mother as an assassin, and her father worked for Mother. Um, so you've got the League of Shadows connection through Lady Shiva. Yeah. Um, who I think pre-Flashpoint was who trained her. Yeah. But post-Flashpoint, she actually came through this weird program, and basically Bruce sort of brought her on it, to the it, team. It's afterwards. almost the DC version of the Red Room. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good way to think ah, of it, actually. Yeah. yeah, and when she looks at someone and observes them, like, and, you know, observes them approaching or whatever for a fight, she can, like, see exactly, yeah. the, the almost like, uh, you know, the... Uh, um, the the Sherlock, the Sherlock Holmes movies that came yeah. out recently okay. with Robert Downey Jr. Right. When he would like think through and see what was going to happen if he did yeah. certain things, and she can almost oh, do that the kind conceit, of thing. The conceit is that yeah. instead of being taught a language, she was taught body language. Right. Body language is her first language. Specifically, fighting body. Language. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So like you get and you get this thing with so her you see and like Clayface. a muscle twitch, and yeah. you know that you're just about to like yeah. move your. Oh, that is really cool. You, you get into the whole Clayface Shakespeare thing, but that actually is her sort of second foray into the arts here. The arc before this deals a lot with like she loves watching dance because dance makes sense to her as language. Specifically, like ballet. Yeah. yeah. Of course it would. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. yeah. So she's like this big old arts and, and nerd. And what's the name of this character again? Um, her, her code name is Orphan, but Cassandra Kane. Yes. She was Batgirl for a while I before Flashpoint. I will have to check this out because that really a, sounds insanely fun. This this run of Detective Comics is it's a lot cool. of fun. I okay. love this. All right. Well, well, talk about yeah. this one. Oh, my God. Talk um, about this one. <laughs> uh, I mean, those are the big things. The return of Asriel in yep. the Joe Quesada suit. They're, they're using the 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 Jim Gordon Batman suit's AI as the the base code yes. for this Azrael suit instead of the the Church of Dumas the Church of D- right. code. So that's they're, they're kind of tying back to that run by using that AI to... Because the idea is that, that, that uh, Azrael's been trained with basically computer code running underneath driving him to do these things. So they're using this other complex code that can't be overwritten like all the Batwing suits are in this issue. Right. Uh, 
as the baseline for the Asriel suit. Yep. So it's it's a cool coalescing of a bunch of different threads. And it does it does this thing I always do where it takes an idea that most people cringe at. This is the thing I love about Dan Slott on Spider-Man. Dan Slott on Spider-Man does this beautifully. This is James Tynan writing Detective, and he he can do it too. Where you take this idea that sounds absolutely cringy of, we're going to bring back Asriel in his like, most oh, 90s God. design. But really? it does it in a way that pulls all these different threads together so well and so naturally that it becomes this thing you get excited about. Anyway. It's like, oh shit, this is the right way to do it. <laughs> it's like when Dan Slott announced, I'm doing a Spider-Man clone story, and the internet groaned, but then it was a really damn good so story. Damn good. It's what got Brian back on Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Ah. Yeah. And that, the, the only other thing I want to mention about this book is, oh my God, am I the only one who thinks Zotaro looked just like Tony Stark's dad? And like kind of reminded He did, kind of, right? yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Howard Stark, yeah. Is Zatara one of the worst uh, costumes? Zatara is Zatanna's father. <laughs> or, that means Zatanna. Yeah. Think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the worst um, costumes? No, he's, he's like he's like in a formal like tuxedo. Right, but he just Zatara. Uh, yeah. Am I saying that wrong? Zatara's the dad, Zatanna's the daughter. Zatanna. 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 Technically her oh, full what? name is Zatanna Zatara. He's Giovanni Zatara. She's Zatanna. There's too many Zatara. Z's going on. Zatanna's Zatanna, Zatara. one of the worst costumes in comics? Oh no. 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 You like the the Playboy bunny thing with the top hat? For, with just, the whole magician stick. It it's works. only because it's her but, stage. But you just costume. said it. Shtick. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this this does that thing. It makes it make sense. The whole thing is I do this and I perform as a magician because having all this power takes away my concept of humanity. I can bend reality to my will. I can't connect to the world this way. Seeing people light up at simple tricks uh-huh. helps me reconnect. And, and it's, it's like a I mean, hide in plain sight yeah. kind of thing. I just always thought it was yeah. a ridiculous outfit. I mean, <laughs> on its own, on its own, no context, yes, yeah, absolutely. Even when I see people in... Uh, yeah. Cosplay. I was like, eh, that's. Yeah, like, I know who you're doing. That's I know. Here's, here's the cool here's thing the... about this one: is <laughs> even we, even the super hot chicks yeah. with the fishnet stockings. We we found, <laughs> but we found out specifically in this particular story arc that Batman went to study with Zatanna under Zatara because before he was Batman, when he was training he was, to he be was Batman, Bruce Wayne. Ah. because he wanted to learn. Magic. He didn't. He doesn't believe in. He didn't believe in real magic, but he wanted to learn the whole sleight of hand, the whole misdirection oh, type stuff. Yeah, he's done that. Right. So they would have been. They and were so, basically the same age, so it, kids together. Yeah, so it turns together. out this is like when they're fifteen, and basically they they had like a. a this high is in the storyline of the comic yes. book. Yeah. Picture, they basically oh, nice. had Zatanna and Bruce had like a high school crush, and I talked about it in the last uh, issue. Uh, last. Um, uh, panelology we did that it was really cool to have someone that knew Bruce before he was Batman. Yeah, other than just Alfred. Right, right, and yeah, there is a gap there, yeah. and they and they slowly put those things. So that in was every really cool, and it that talks is about really how they're cool. such good friends still yeah. because of that. That's the that's on the same vein as uh, boy, I'd like to see more Alfred stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we need to pick up the pace God, a little. Time. I know, I know. Sorry, we're, we're yeah. I am sidetracking that. Oh no, no, no! It's it's great we're, conversation. We're get to move fast. Soon. We'll be a four-hour episode if we don't pick it up a little. We're going to move fast. All right, though. Doom Let's Patrol. Uh, I think we're both in agreement. This is the best issue of Doom Patrol. Best one so far. Period. Yes. Um, we've got Mike Allred drawing. Yep. Laura Allred coloring. It uh, is. It is. 
the old weirdness of Doom Patrol. Yes. Like, like Mike, for God's sake, pick this book. This issue. This yeah. issue. He's uh, not going to listen to this episode. You're going to have to tell him to. I know, face. but I'm going to. I make, love. I want it. I want it recorded. I want it recorded. The so chief that. shows up and tries to get his gig as leader back because yeah. he hasn't been the leader. And Robot Man is having no part of it. Negative Man saying, "Let's hear him out." Yeah, we should. We should give him a shot. I know the thing. I love the thing. I love, and I'm not going to spoil this. But here's your setup. It's a bad idea. You know, it's a bad idea. Oh, it's horrible. And you get into it, and you're, the idea gets worse and worse and worse the more they buy in. And then you realize they're fighting these creatures that thrive on bad ideas, that convert bad ideas into sustenance <laughs> and energy. And feed on it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So all the bad ideas are there for a reason. They, then they deal with all that and the fallout of having gotten back with the chief. But Wonderful. I, I'm loving this book so much. Hmm, it's soy and green, but bad ideas. Um, <laughs> I, I'm torn, though. I want an ongoing, not ongoing, but I want a sequence of Mike Allred Fourth World miniseries. But now I also want him on this book regularly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe he can just do these one shots every maybe, now and then. Yeah, maybe yeah. just kind of do step in and do these single he's, issues. He's drawing a bug miniseries right now. That is so Bug the Forager, Fourth From World. Old Jack Nothing. Kirby. Old, old Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. Did you read uh, Cosmic Odyssey when it came out? It was a four no. issue prestige. No. This is okay. old. This is late it was 80s. like eighty nine. I think yeah. it was. No, I, I no, I, not that okay. I recall. All right, Bug's a cool character. He's a one of the Fourth World New Gods types. Okay. Yeah. You might recognize him if you saw him. He's done a lot of background stuff. He's never been a major major. What? Oh, well, never mind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Flash 27, also, I think, one of the best issues of this series so far. Yes, this ends this arc of him fighting Reverse Flash. And And I tell you what, for the first time maybe ever, I really have a sense of Reverse Flash as not just, I'm going to screw with Barry. Right. There's... And look, I'm still working through reading a lot of older Flash. I'm sure there are other arcs that really give him a good justification there. Maybe. But... We got to remember anything before probably the early 90s. Yeah. Everything's black and white. I know. Well, I'm still working on all the Jeff Johns Flash stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You're in the era of of gray. I'm like 30 issues into that. I've still got probably another 30 to go. Um, I'm getting them as the big trades come out. Anyway, uh... It really does some character work for Aobard. Oh, yeah. And I think I commented when this arc started, it makes him feel like he's just this sort of borderline personality disorder glomming onto Barry. And I think that's still true to a degree, but you, you kind of feel badly for him a little bit. Well, a little. He, he, um, uh, well, if he, things have been he's, different. He's a real character. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and <laughs> and uh, Iris. Go Iris. Yeah. My goodness, girl. That's all we're going to say. If you want to know what happens, read it, Jen. Uh, <laughs> she won't. She Although should, it's different the art, artists. The art's better. Yeah. The art's better. I like um, <laughs> Mother Panic is maybe the most coherent issue of this. So Mother Panic, Grant, is one of the titles under this young animal imprint, which is sort of... What Vertigo is trying to be kind of what Vertigo was when Vertigo started. Because Vertigo now is a lot of creator-owned work, but through an imprint at DC. It's not the sort of in-continuity weird stuff. Hmm. This is sort of trying to be that. 
Um, this is set. It's doing a damn all, good job of it. Doom Patrol is one. The Bug series we were talking about is one. Mother Panic is one. All set in Shade, continuity. Shade, Changing Girl. Shade, and what was the fourth one? Um, a, uh, uh, Cave Carson Cave has a Carson. cybernetic eye. You remember Cave Carson? Vaguely. There's yeah. a Cave Carson ongoing I I... right now. Bizarre. <laughs> that, that it, oh, oh, yes, it is. It is a this, freak show. Here, here, I'll make it even weirder for you. This whole imprint is overseen by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, and about half of them are either <laughs> written or co-written by him, and they're fantastic. They're great. Really? Yes. He, he's, he's written comics before. He actually interned for comics. He loves comics. They're his other passion other than music. Um, he's got a creator-owned series called Umbrella Academy that Netflix is picking up for a TV show. Insane. Yeah. I, I had zero I idea. Only, only here... On panology, can you get such incredible <laughs> information, such as being exploded here or even vomited out of the greatness of these? I negatives. think that's the right verb. <laughs> um, yep. So, Mother Panic it. is this, and this is, I think, the the issue where we get the clearest picture of her background. She right. basically, after her father tried to pimp her out to a friend of his. Was raised in the other DC equivalent, the the, the stateside equivalent of the DC's Red Room, right? Yeah. By evil nuns who cybernetically enhanced her. Is that is that a fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. And she oh, dresses so like in every this Catholic school. Big white, this big white Moon Knight esque costume with giant pointy ears. The flying um, nun. That. Yeah, I mean, basically, it oh, is a riff that. on a habit. Yeah. Wow. Mother Panic. Um. <laughs> She's in Gotham. And, That's another note I'm going to take. Uh, <laughs> at one point, and this is this is a minor story. At one point, finally, Batman does show up and address her. You've seen Batwoman once or twice, but Batman basically says, "Hey, you're doing good work." Although I don't know how I feel about that white costume. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But she, it's the Moon Knight thing. It's the I want him to see me coming. Yes, and sh- there's definitely a Moon Knight vibe to this. Some yeah, there's yeah. definitely some mental yeah. Um, there's some PTSD. There's there's some mental work to go on for this girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a weird book. I, I want to get it in trade just so I can reread it all in a chunk. I, I, I think it's going to be really I, much the easier best to, to digest. Yeah. Yes. Teen Titans, Brian. We have the continuation of the Aqualad story. We do, which I'll be honest, I, the, you know, I've mentioned before. Uh, the, the, the care more about her mother than him. I do care yeah. more about her mother than him, and oh my father. god, uh, the rest of the characters in this issue, all of them: Damien, Starfire, Beast Boy, Raven. Yeah, all of them step up and and have a moment. Each of them. Yeah, that is. So much good character team develop. Oh, yeah. I love well, it. and I love this it. this issue has a moment come in it that I think we've been looking for. I'm gonna I'm yep. gonna throw this one to Grant and see if he sees maybe where we're going. So the team right now is Damien, who's 13, is the new 52 Wally West, who's like 15 or 16, is uh, Raven, who's about well, 16. It's not the new 15 Wally West anymore. Who's the new 52 Wally West? Wally West is not in anymore. Well, okay, but they still, <laughs> he still but, yes. comes into the equation. Uh, Aqualad, who's in his teens, and then you have Starfire, who's like 18, 19, has worked with another iteration of the Teen Titans, maybe sort of, kind of, that's one of those things that got fuzzy in Flashpoint, who's been working with, who's worked with Red Hood and the Outlaws, she's been around, she's got experience, and the 13-year-old Damien is the one reading the te- leading the team. 
Now, do you see the thing that doesn't maybe make sense in the and it character wise? Like, there's a reason, but yeah, you see the conflict. By all accounts, probably Starfire ought to be leading this team. Probably, I mean, her- yeah. yeah. This 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 book started with Damien literally kidnapping all of them. Well, and it started in Rebirth. Uh, you picked up Rebirth. I don't know if you remember the panel. There's a panel where Damien is blowing out his birthday cake alone with Alfred, and and Bruce isn't there. And that's kind of what sets off him going. Basically, he's steal- he's kidnapping friends. Is how this series starts. He kidnaps friends for himself. That, oh, that's the no, that's. I can, I, can, I can see that it could be a fantastic storyline. Um, but this issue finally gets into that question of maybe Starfire ought to leave the team. Beast Boy is the one who says it. you got to do something, Star, or I'm out. Yep. And at the end, you almost get the impression that she's doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, the Starfire that I know from my comic days mm-hmm. was smart, she yeah. was, she was she was just unwise in Earthways. She's yes. naive, which is naive. my yes. my comprehension. Now of character. the one in that I have to watch every once in a while with my son when he was young. She's a total idiot. Then everything on the cartoon on the cartoon. Uh, so yeah. this Starfire is the same as the one that I grew up with. I'll let Brian answer that. I think he can better than I can. More so than than the Teen Titans. Cartoon. Here's what I'll yes. say, which is interesting to me. She's changed. My first, times. my first, the first time I ever saw her and knew who she was, anything was the first Teen Titans, not Go, um, but the Teen Titans of the early 2000s. Yeah. My impression was not that she was an idiot. Yes, she was maybe flighty or at least came across that way because of the way she acts and the way she talks. But I never took her to be an idiot from that. So that's interesting to me that she I, came across that way to you. In the comics that are on Cartoon Network. Yeah. It's not that she's, she's, she almost seems moronic in everything, even in her own powers. Okay. She seems, but the Starfire I grew up with reading mm-hmm. was an intelligent, I mean, it, very bright woman, sure. but just naive in the what we, if, if she saw a Furby, she wouldn't understand what a damn Furby yeah. was. Right. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Furby. So she was naive. I just threw that out. I was just trying to think of something stupid yeah. and human, which uh, Furby is stupid and made from humans. Yeah. And it uh, makes no sense. Yeah. Um, Enjoys a nice snack of human late at night. <laughs> They're good on the grill. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so, humans or Furbies? Both. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> so uh, Donner, party of five. <laughs> Donner, party of five. Um, so, like I'm saying, is, is, is the one that the one Starfire that I knew could totally lead this team. Yeah, far, well, and, and this character is far closer to the yeah. '80s Starfire. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Yes, cool. Oh yeah, and yeah, and not. As much the Red Hood and the Outlaws of the the, the new Fifty Two, out you know Red Hood, yeah. As as she is less um, hmm, outgoing, shall we say? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, she, her costume is not a string bikini. Is that what you're trying to say? Pretty much, her? yeah. Okay. And, and basically, she just didn't walk up and say, "Yeah, by the way, do you want to just have sex now?" Yeah. <laughs> right. Which that is, was a weird book. That was yes. Um, the Teen Titans. So yeah, uh, I want to. I want to. I'm kind of rooting for her to run this team. 
Tell me about Wonder Woman. You guys both read Wonder Woman, and I'm not reading it at present. I'll probably jump back on soon, but not right now. I did. Um, this is actually, I haven't read a Wonder Woman book, and I couldn't tell you how long. I can uh, make some recommendations to I, you. I bet you could. I bet you could. Um, Azarello Chang. Probably the, maybe the best book of all the new 52 books of DC. Of what Wonder Woman is? Yeah. Yeah. I could, it, I could see that possibly happening. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like, well, and you guys tell me if I'm off base, this was kind of like a, a middle of the road kind of story. I didn't just read kinda, this one. Yes, so. yes, kinda, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of just the middle of the story, kind of. Yeah, we're kind of going to fill yeah. a little gap here. A little this was a little like two two issue storyline. Yeah, I, I I like the story kind of as a um, is just jumping into it, right? Because yeah. um, Wonder Woman in this book is basically doing what Wonder Woman does best. Is what she wants to do. Is she, she always is trying to help someone, yeah. and, and and that's what the magic of Wonder Woman, uh, from the, what I know. I mean, if you want to go all the way back to the crazy bondage crap, you know, and before my time, before any of us were even sperm, does. But Wonder Woman, as far as I know, is always done yet again like. Uh, like I always like the, the, what Captain America and what Superman is like. She always does what's right. Yeah. And uh, even in this book, you, you kind of you get that sense. Um, uh, there's there's this doctor in the book that wants to uh, steal her uh, essence, I guess, or her blood or Crazy. whatever. To, yeah, to, uh, to make herself, because um, the doctor is going to die, is what you, what you understand from it. And she basically uh, banes up. <laughs> you know, basically takes her blood it's and, and turn, turns in, turns into <laughs> turns into Bane, and uh, uh, but Wonder Woman Bane, and of course, Wonder, she's untrained. Uh, the Doctor is, and, and Wonder Woman's going to, of course, beat her down because Wonder Woman, you know, she's yeah. been trained in Femascara, for God's sakes. She's, she's the God going, of War. She is. She is going to beat you down. It doesn't is matter. She's still the God of War. But she. Uh, no, we we don't believe so. Okay. Oh wait. Oh, in this and and ah. Um. At one and this is a spoiler for the New Fifty Two run, but at one point she actually becomes the God of War right. in the New Fifty Two. Get the hell out. That'd it's be interesting really to cool see moment. how that kind of goes down. There's uh, there's actually a lot to that moment that's super it, – it's built to super well. That whole 30 or so issue run is one arc, um, and it's super well plotted. So there are a lot of moving pieces that sort of build to that moment. So she becomes the one thing that she hates. Yes. Wow. That's that. Well, that would be fun. That, yeah. that, the one thing that she can't stand, she becomes. That's yeah. that's fun. Well, Okay. But in this book, she beats down the bad guy, yeah. like like Wonder Woman should. Yep. And as a um, a complete bonus, she uh, she visits people in the hospital with balloons and uh, a whole uh, DVD yeah. collection of friends. She, <laughs> I was I was you, you spoiled it for me. I was about to say, and then there's the one absolutely truly scary, horrible moment for Alex. The unforgivable thing that Wonder Woman does. She, uh, she brings Etta oh. the entire 239 oh, no. episodes. No. Friends I, th- I thought that that was, A, amazingly strange, and but I mean, <laughs> she makes uh, hospital calls. It's, it's I mean, beautiful. I think that's great, but like well, any and, series but friends. But she, and you, here's, yeah, but, here's but the look thing. At, but look she at the lo- drawing. She's like, yeah. meh. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. 
she um now if Wonder Woman rolled up with the the complete West Wing. Ooh, now yeah. you're talking. But she um here's the thing. Part of that, what you don't get if you haven't read all the way up to here, right? Is this is her growing and changing because Ed is like, okay, thank thanks for coming to visit me. I know you got other things to go do, and she's like, nope, I'm not leaving. Cool, I'm staying with you. So it really is that that growth that you're seeing in her cool. of uh, that connection that she's going to be making. So yeah, yeah I, I like, like that. It. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. amazing because she gives uh, she gives the doctor every opportunity to stand down. Yeah. Yes. Which is which is a wonderful yeah. Wonder Woman-y thing She's to do. She's been doing that a lot lately. I yeah. like that. I like this. That's part of what I love so much about Unstoppable Wasp. We yes. were talking about that earlier. She is a pacifist. She will try anything she can to talk down and find a mutually beneficial resolution before she right. raises a fist. And my, my favorite quote from this was, I am the truth seeker and the protector of peace. That sums up Wonder Woman right there as far yeah. as I can think of. I love that. All right. And so my favorite, um, my favorite uh, panel from this... This one right here, the Wonder Woman's holding her gauntlet up in front of her to protect herself from being stabbed from the doctor. And there's a beautiful reflection of mm. the doctor coming right back at her with the, you know, the, the eyes the, 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 of a fighter uh, right behind it that Wonder Woman has just looking, That's cool. just looking like right that. at him. It's just a beautiful shot. And says, and, and the, the, little, uh, the word balloon says, power is hard to live with, doctor. It's just not. It's just a beautiful little it frame is. that capsulates. There's there's some fun. Yeah, there's Wonder some Wonder fun framings in this. There's cool. one. One of the panels is basically someone a cell phone of someone taking the picture of the two of them fighting. Yes, it's cool. Cool. Who's the uh, artist on this one? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, the art was great in this. Yeah, do, 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 it looked good. I want to. I want to acknowledge who did it. It is. Okay, let's go it was Grant Carlinghouse. It was fantastic. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, it was Andolfo. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, Mirka Andolfo. Andolfo. All right. Yeah, and. Inker, colorist, do we have? Uh, Romolo Fanero Jr. Fiardo Jr. Yeah, him yeah. too. Was uh, cool. colors, yeah. All right. I read something I've not read before. I mean, the half of something. I've read Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before. I've never read an Usagi Yojimbo comic before, though. And wow. there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Usagi Yojimbo crossover issue this week. <laughs> Turtles and Rabbits. <laughs> no, tortoise versus the hare, baby. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's a tradition of this. Apparently, in the early days of both, they crossed over. There is apparently an old like playmate Usagi Yojimbo figure in the Ninja Turtles line. Yeah. In fact, they announced today a new Usagi Yojimbo figure in the Turtles line. Um, and he's showing up on the Turtles cartoon on Nickelodeon and all that. Anyway, uh, is, it on, is it on there? Oh, I don't. I, it I, would I, be. It would be, this would be a great all-ages book. Um, it is in the Usagi Yojimbo version of Japan, okay. and sort of that universe's splinter summons turtles to them to help basically stave off the end of the world. Um, it, the the art is what makes it. It's, it's Usagi Yojimbo art. It's Stan Sakai writing and drawing. It's freaking awesome. Um, it's a gorgeous book, and... Anyone could read it. It would be a great thing to put in kids' hands. You don't have to know a lot about the turtles. You don't have to know anything about Usagi Ujimbo. Um It's just a really solid, accessible one shot. So nice. I really dug it. Nice. Uh, Edge of Venomverse. You two, tell me about that. This is Ghost Rider Venom? It is. So, you know, all of these Edge of the Venomverse, each one of these has been a different Marvel character venomized. I'm, so, I'm glad you just said that because I was trying to follow. 
What the fudge is going on here? <laughs> so Venom versus is an event that's coming up where basically it is Crisis on Infinite Crisis Venoms. on Infinite Venoms. Yes, <laughs> where it is a whole universe of of venomized um, Marvel characters. Not just a whole universe of it; is a bunch of universes venomed characters. Okay, correct. Yeah. And basically, they're they're fighting off whatever they're doing for that. This is like the lead up. Uh, stories yeah. to them. So each of the five issues in Edge of Venomverse is a different continuity, a different character who has the symbiote in that continuity. Right. Yes. So what character in the Marvel Universe has not been Venom now? I mean, a lot of them have. I know. It's pathetic. I, so I, 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 it's immediately when I picked this up, I was like, okay, Venomverse. Okay, is there going to happen? Some other character has been jumped on by this symbiote creature that in the 80s came from Secret Wars, right? right. Yeah. Yep. So it, it, it was just kind of like a, an off thought. I, every character seems like they've been sucked up by this symbiote in the Marvel Universe. Well, Venom is an ongoing character. Yeah, yeah. I, I know he is. I know. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Space Knight for that, a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that I can get, but... Yeah, because Flash Thompson was the Venom for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he yeah, was yeah. a good guy. Like he was, you basically had this government program that had figured out how to control for a limited amount of time the symbiote. So Flash could bond, and while he was bonded, he had use of legs. Right. So, but in this book, now he's, he's the Ghost Rider. Yes. Which. And this is not in the main Marvel continuity. This is an alternate universe. This is an alternate universe. And this is kind of the problem I, I'm going to even have with the Gwynpool thing. You know, and, issue two was Gwynpool Venom. Good God. Yeah. All right. So at one time in Marvel Comics, you had this water-headed, uh, big-headed thing called it was the Watcher. Yeah. Right? The Watcher. The, 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 all the Watchers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, they would come in and the comics were called yeah. What If. Yes. Right? This is where all this stuff got sectioned <laughs> off into. It was, was the What If stuff. Okay? What if... Uh, uh, Wolverine had Edward Scissorhands. We actually you talked know, so, uh, last week, wasn't it? About two, what? Yeah, two weeks ago. What if? Punisher uh, what if Punisher Daredevil. had killed Daredevil? Yes. We talked about that one in so, Longbox. So great. So what if? What if that happened? You know, I, that well, that's where all that got put off with. It, but it seems like these books, like this, are being pumped out all the time. Just, you know, and like I said, what, I haven't been to a comic book. Taken over Ghost Rider, right? Yeah, yeah. that's where all this kind of got put off with. So. The book as a whole, the art is incredibly confusing in this book. It is it all is over the place. Absolutely, the art is incredibly messy to the point where you're not really able to tell the story of what's going on. Uh, it's it's like an out of focus movie with uh, snow in it, almost. I, I, that's the it's only like way shaky to, cam. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like bad <laughs> shaky cam. So. I, I, I kind of have a problem with a little bit of the art, a little bit of how it got everything kind of goes down. Like I said, this used to be a book called What If, <laughs> which which you never have a problem yeah. with. You know, uh, well, yeah, what if the Green Lantern's ring finds Batman? Yeah. You know, that 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 that's a cool premise. Yeah. That probably has been done. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it has. Probably. I think there's okay, an there well, I mean, so th- that – so the whole thing is uh, – the 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 fun the only fun thing in here is is it doesn't take itself very seriously when they come up with the octo squatch pool. 
Okay. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Hmm. A tentacled, a tentacled yeti in a red mask? Uh-huh. Octosquatch pool. <laughs> so there's an octosquatch pool. So if you think of Dr. Octopus, a Sasquatch, and Deadpool all wrapped into one. Sasquatch from Alpha Flight? Yes. Yeah. It's the most bizarre thing all wrapped into one. So you can kind of take and, – and so it all wraps up. And you know, at the end, they have this like – Captain Venom pool or something at the at the very end that kind of shows up. I, I, yeah. I, I he don't... Showed, he's the connecting thread. He showed up at the end of the first one, all which was Spider Gwen. All, all of them. Was he in? Yep. I didn't remember him in Gwenpool. Yes. Or in right. Gwenpool. Yep. He is. Yeah. He is. He is the character that is gathering all of these yeah. Venom yeah. characters. The whole book is chaotic. It's bizarre. Um, I know that it's not really taking itself seriously, but. I hate. I, I didn't. I didn't that's enjoy okay. reading it. I would that's never okay. pick it up again. But I do have a quote and a favorite frame. Sure. All right. My favorite quote is, "I got kill cuddles for all of you," because because that's that's an awesome quote from uh, Octo Squatch Pool. Octo Squatch Pool. Yes. <laughs> and my favorite frame, of course, is they show like a, a entire overmap of all the ridiculous things from that they say or that are attacking from. Um, there's green like uh, like a. See, there's there's a there's vampires that are driving doom oh, right, buggies, right. and uh, there's uh, jetpack uh, chimps, and uh, it's it's incredibly bizarre. So <laughs> when you start reading those things, you know it's not taking itself seriously. So I give it a lot more leeway. Yeah, but the art is so bizarre in this; couldn't get yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, each issue's got a different artist, but. This is not one I'm familiar with, and I, I, I flipping through it just now, I can kind of see what you're saying yeah, here. Yeah, yeah I, can, yep. I can see where uh, that would be the case. It's not something I, I read the first couple of issues because. Yeah. I'll be honest. Copies. I'm. I, uh, I, I'm didn't read this one. I think I'm probably going to enjoy these one shot character ones probably more than Venomverse. I'm not a huge Venom fan. Yeah. At all. I just like I, I, you like the what if element. I do. That, that's exact. I'm almost yeah. reading these as and if they're what ifs. Like I said, I don't mind cool. the what ifs, right? But I like them in what ifs. Okay, yeah, fair enough. That's fine. <laughs> that's. I'm just accepting them as that kind of. So. Uh, the other thing, maybe it helps. Not maybe not is this is kind of mirroring a Spider-Man event from a couple of years ago yes, called yes. Spider-Verse. Yeah. And there was an edge of Spider-Verse that introduced all these alternate reality Spider-Men. But yes. that story was about specifically. 616 main continuity Spider-Man being pulled together with all of these others to deal with this threat that tied into things that happened to him throughout his history. Is that where the Spider-Gwen came from? Yes, actually. Yes. Spider-Gwen was yeah, Edge of Spider-Verse number two. Because I know people love Spider-Gwen. I'm one of them. There's yeah. hanging right above you. Yeah, baby. Spider-Gwen by Elsa Turidia. That's like. All right. I've, I've only heard about Spider-Gwen. I've never read anything about Spider-Gwen. It's a fun book. I enjoy I've got, it. I've got, I've got, I, I have. Like I can two. get into it. I said, you know, because Gwen Stacy was there. Yeah. But instead of Spider-Man, I could, I could get that. But that should be in a what-if book. It's an alternate universe. Which, if they want to, they want to keep what, it up, and it's making money. Yeah. Hey, more that's, power that's to you. Basically, Marvel. Marvel has turned their alternate yeah. Earths into. Eventually, what happens? There's, now there's Gwenpool. If you want to start going Poole's into that the, now, well, I, that's actually the next one. Gwenpool is in the main universe, except when she's in her own universe. But the the comic world of her book is the regular Marvel continuity. But she is not Gwen Stacy. No. Why? What? She's she's not Gwen Stacy. No. She she is Gwen, 
Poole, P-O-O-L-E is her, her last, last name. Her last name is Poole. P-O-O-L-E. So she's not Gwen Stacy that no, somehow turns into Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why the hell did they do that then? That's bad. That's a confusing thing. It's it, and that I think it was because I immediately it that's was, it, what it, I thought. It, it was yeah. intentional, and and they they like address that and make fun of that in yeah. the comic book. Yes. Um, All right. So I have a little less problem with okay. Gwenpool now. <laughs> She's not Gwen Stacy at all. I'm glad I could fix that. Yeah. The the thing I wanted to say real quick before I move on though is what the what if books have evolved into is everyone eventually in the grand scheme of things everyone is now considered basically its own continuity. So each one of those is for Marvel big old multiversal crossover event things. Basically, when Marvel wants to pull a DC and get multiversal, is each one of those what ifs became its own universe. Yeah. So they're, they are one in the same hand in hand. They just get called alternate time. As a matter of fact, I think in the, as when I was reading the old what if book, it says something about how in another universe and another yeah. on another. Well, Earth, that's what the blah, watcher blah, blah, blah. used to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He used to come right. in his little booming voice and go, yeah. yes, maybe thinking this ultimate other verse. Yeah, by the way, the watch is dead now. And Nick Fury senior is the watcher. Anyway, tell me about Gwynton. <laughs> I know my head is ringing now and it hurts so much. Well, I didn't like this because the story is told so poorly. It is a hard, this is, of all the things you read this week, this is probably the hardest one to jump into cold. Yeah. Now, now granted at the very first page, they had a cute way of trying to fill you in on the first page with uh, this character, Teddy, telling you the story. And a lot of what this first like half of this book relies on is an assumption that you've read the entire series so that you can see how where Teddy shows right. well, up. Well, it is episode eighteen. Pieces. I mean, for God's yeah. sake, you know. I, I, so I get that I would be, you know, behind the book here. Uh, a little, yeah, I, I it, like of all of every issue that has come out so far, this is the one I would least recommend jumping in on. Yeah. <laughs> so because well, I mean, the whole storyline doesn't. Makes sense, even if you're flipping from page to page. It the, barely makes sense. Where, where, where the guy, the, the guy thing. pops in, and he's got this chichulu like stuffed animal, like stuck in a wall, and he runs from a bunch of sentinels. And then on the next page, he bumps into the thing, and the thing says, "Hey, man, go home." But uh, this is my favorite quote from this: "Is says, get out of here. You ain't dressed properly for laser showers," which I think <laughs> is fantastic. Um, he spinks, uh, then he automatically goes to see a dad and he tries to break in with his dad. And then he's running again from a giant foot and then he gets fired from a job in the next frame. And then somehow he shows up at a crime scene that's going down. It, yeah. The story, it, it, it's trying to fit into the things Gwen has done over 18 issues. And it's but jumping just time between so, so such quick, pe- like, yeah. like Brian's saying, even, but I mean, even, it's, it's just. One frame difference yeah. from him yep. going talking to the thing to getting fired yes. at a job, yeah. right? There's, Even there's no, <laughs> there's no, no there's no change. There's no way for you to know yeah. that if you yeah. haven't read. It's, it's just trying years. to show you. Oh, hey, he's been here all the way. By the way, right? Um, even I, I, we talked about it a little before yeah. we recorded. Even I think for both Brian and me, it took me two or three pages to realize exactly what was really going on yep. here. Too. I had to okay. stop and go. So yeah. it's just oh, not oh, oh, me no. being an idiot. No, 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 It's it makes sense given how the last issue ended to come in with this really sharp, confusing start, like. In a trade, it would make complete sense. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. But with a month between them, it's like, uh, hang on. How did that? Like, I actually went and checked and checked to see if I'd missed an issue somehow. 
I kind of think her outfit looks a little bit like a pink Klansman, too. I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh, no, it's, they, they make fun of the outfit interestingly. Like her whole thing, and she kind of references it here, is she decided to become a superhero to make sure she wouldn't die because the superheroes get to stay alive, but not a major one, just kind of a minor superhero in the background. Right. Yeah, because she's ripping the space-time continuum in yeah. between comic books and her life and another another realm. Or a, so, her 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 origin man, story is it's bizarre. Is, you should see the last issue when she starts seeing text boxes from the wrong dimension. Yeah, yeah. She, she and, and we're, another weird thing is is Teddy's word balloons are pink and hers are pink also. Yes, yeah. that's because in the issues where she's been in the Marvel comic world and not in her home world, like everyone in her home world has these pink balloons. In the issues where she's actually in the comic, she's the only one with pink balloons. Like Deadpool always has yellow balloons. Uh-huh. She always has pink balloons. Okay. All right. Confusing. Hated it. I can understand. I, 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 I have no blame you for hating it. I, it's I'm a really very not, not jumping in just right cold like yeah. that. Yeah. Having having been on since the beginning, I did enjoy it overall. I understand it being the worst possible place to pick this book up yes. from. Thank you, Doctor Nose. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, who sent you the list of a bunch of comics? Uh, that would be Brian I, I, again. I, and all I did was send him the list. My, I literally sent him my whole list and said, yeah. if you don't have anything you know about, then here's what I'm going to be reading. Yeah. And he chose from there. Cool. I did choose from there. I mean, and, and I, I hadn't read it. And I did I pick up be. Shirtless Bear Pool, and I love you for it. Shirtless Bear Pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look forward to that actually happening someday. Shirtless Bear Pool. All right. Oh speaking God. of shirtless bears... Secret Empire number seven. No, my, I, I'm not even going to ask. No, that's a bad segue. It doesn't work. I just needed us to move on. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, you know, I, I will, not yet, but uh, holy shit, we're going into spoilers on this one. I mean, we might as well start. And, I don't know that there's oh, anything that, to no, say. No, this no, no. There, there, yes, there's one thing I have okay. to say before we get Do there it. that is not. And that is that... Um, the, the, I, I truly, my heart went out to you, Alex, when I when I read this panel. <laughs> I want where, to live in the world Brian's about to describe. Where they talk about, um, you know, basically everything's going to shit here in Secret Empire, right? So America has been, uh, you know, as she does, she's jumping between universes. And, America, the character, not America. Yes, yeah, America Chavez, yes. Um, and she's like... Um, yeah, she's like, well, you know, yeah, I, I know things are going bad here, but like, I can take us to another reality, another Earth or thing. She's like, she's actually been doing supply runs to repair the station, getting parts from other from realities. Other realities, yeah. She's oh, like, it's true. That's what's happening in that yeah, frame. Yeah. She's like, it's true. You ever want to live in a reality that's a musical? Because I can get you there. I was like, Alex, this is for you, man. I'd, I'd live there. In my mind, I already do. Um, <laughs> hey, here's a question for you. When you were reading comics regularly, uh, was that the time? Was that around the time? Because I don't actually know when this happened. Was that around the time when it was revealed that Cyclops's optical beams are actually him using his eyes to open portals into an alternate reality that is filled with this energy that he shoots out? No. There is an issue. It is of, still all Ruby Quartz filtered. Okay. I mean, <laughs> no, it's still that. But the, yeah. the, the, the explanation at some point, there was this weird and it's super obscure now, apparently, until Al Ewing mentioned yes. it in Ultimates last week. But that technically what he's doing is when he opens his eyes without the filter, he's opening portals to this other world that's full of this energy. He's and not actually and generating. it's just coming through. Yeah. It's bleeding they, out. They acknowledged that in Ultimates last week. Uh, 
while fighting a Chitari wave, America rips open a portal to that world and just blasts oh, a whole wave oh, holy crap. with Cyclops eye beams. Okay. Um, How interesting. I just had to decide there. So, uh, okay, as a, as a longtime fan of Captain America. So here's what I... I had to like uh, jumping in on part. I had seven to of jump ten. in on part seven. So thank goodness, yet again, kudos to you, Marvel, for actually doing a recap. And this one even did it went even a little bit step further. Uh, they did a smaller recap, but they showed me who the major players were mm-hmm. yep. and what side that they were on. Yes, yes. Which so super I was helpful. That was super helpful. Um, and of course, I know most of these characters, anyways. Uh, and and I gotta say, the Hulk is looking super handsome. That's actually not Bruce Banner. That's Amadeus Cho. I, I, I saw that in yeah. the parentheses next to it, and I thought that that he's was... The, he is the totally awesome Hulk. He's a, so he's not the Incredible Hulk. Correct. He's the totally he's, awesome. Yes. yes. He's a different different guy, but okay. same powers. He actually cured Bruce and then took the powers for himself. Oh, yeah. okay. fair enough. He does okay. a better job of controlling it than Bruce does. Oh, uh, well... That's yeah. a good thing. But, but, that was the but, he, but he can be kind of a dick. He can. He's, right, he's right, a complete well, tool. Know, so was the Hulk. So, yeah. um, <laughs> he can be, so kudos to them. So it took me a little bit to kind of get into this because it seems like they got three different artists in just in this one yes. book. Mm-hmm. And, and one, one of, of them, those... I hate this one. Oh, you're killing me. That's Andrea Sorrentino. I love... Okay. What I said earlier about that Green Arrow run, if you don't like Andrea Sorrentino, you don't need to do the Green Arrow run. Oh, okay. Because it's Andrea Sorrentino. It's it's half-drawn to me. Now, I loved the storyline of uh, the Red Skull. I I think that that art is... Those are Ivan Reese pages. I'm glad that you guys can name these because I could never really remember all this stuff. Uh, But it it looks like there's three different artists that draw this book. Okay, there is. Who was the third one on this one? Um, I don't remember the third one. Uh, I, I remember that I there was know. one. I just don't remember uh, who it was. I, I, I liked it, especially because, like I said, kudos to you again, Marvel, for recapping just one little page. Uh, Joshua Tassara. Oh, um, and Rachel Rosenberg. So there's actually. So uh, I thought Rosenberg's a colorist. Uh, it says that she's listed as additional art. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Um, I could tell that there was. Uh, I don't want to. I don't know if we really want to spoil anything that goes on. We well, can call spoilers. I mean, we're going to well, call spoilers. We're going to it a moment. Way. So we're going to go to. Um, but this was this book. I could tell that it is a something major goes down in this book yeah. uh, for the storyline. Yes, for a couple this, of storylines. Yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. So, so there's some major players that get their gettings in uh-huh. this in the, in, the, in this storyline. And it's fantastic. Even the last page of this book. Yeah. Let's go ahead. We're going to call it right now. Spoilers. Spoilers. So we finally have the big Civil War II moment coming back. Yep. And by, of course, the intersection with Civil War II is the thing that pisses me off the most in Secret Empire. Yeah. You had to go and kill her, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, and I gotta say this one. This one kind of blindsided me. I, this was not something I would generally. So what they're not these, saying is the uh, <laughs> they kill they kill Natasha. They, they kill killed the Natasha. Widow. They killed the Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, gets it very quickly. Yeah. It wasn't there wasn't any fight it's to like it. It's like a, a more a new. A it was more of like a jumping end. in front of a bullet kind of. Here's thing. here's my problem, and I don't. It's just a thing I don't... It is a trope. It is a trope, and it's not just comics, but it is a trope, yeah. and it is a trope I don't like. Fucking Game of Thrones does it, too. 
Not going to go into spoilers there, but it's a trope that happens everywhere. I hate when they say, well, we'll kill off this woman to create a story beat for this dude. Because the entire, this whole Spider-Man moment was promised from Civil War II. It was this big... I can tell that from the visions. They they, they speak about the visions. They've seen Spider-Man killing Um, Captain America, who's actually Hydra now. Half of this... Which still astounds me, but... Half of Civil War II was everyone wanking themselves off about this one vision. Um, I'm sorry. I have nothing but scorn for Civil War II. I know. There are a couple of tie-ins that were I, I, I have things other than scorn, but they all occur in like the first three issues of it, and then it gets shit. Um, <laughs> they could have written this, and it's a wonderful moment for Miles. I love this moment of him dealing with the prophecy and getting talked down and having to decide, is he going to kill Steve or not? Yeah. I think it's great. There is no goddamn reason they had to kill Natasha for him to have that moment. He would have had that moment if she were alive. Yep. It is entirely pointless. And it pisses me off. It is a it is a we need we need we want to kill off a character for shock value, period. Yeah. Yep. And it's a very uh, it's a very mortal combat. It's, uh, like, it's like showing boobs in the crunch. middle of anything. <laughs> well, <and laughs> There's no point in it, but you're going to show them just for sure. Right? The way the oh, most no. recent Black Widow series ended had me super excited. I'm like, it's comics. She'll come back. I know. Right. Like, they even talk about in this they issue. They even talk about how they're going to come back. Come on. Uh, but she gets pretty clanked in the neck. It's just. I expect better from Nick Spencer. I do, too. Like, this is a thing I know he's aware of. I know. And this doesn't feel like a necessary story well, to me. Well, I don't know. You know why it doesn't bother me? Because this is a what if. Book. No. This is going to be continuity? This is the main. This is continuity. This, is, this secret this, empire. Yes. This, is this has been building in books for story. years now. Yes. All right. So I didn't just say that sentence that I just said. Then Are you for real? Yeah. Yeah. So they, so the whole world, yes, is is now run by Hydra. Yes, uh, in, well, in the regular all of the United States is. Yeah, like th- these things have are ha- going on in other books right now too, not just the Captain America books. Either. I mentioned Ultimates earlier, and them being in space fighting off the Chitari. That's because they're locked out by Steve's big old shield. Oh. Yeah. This is this is the big Marvel event book right now. This yeah. is like this is it. And yeah, like all of the characters that are in New York are all trapped in the dark dimension under a dome. They can't get out of Manhattan. Yeah. Wait, then how's Spider Man out of this sucker? Uh, well, this is, is not this is Miles Morales, not Peter Parker, who was. Uh, but this is the uh, Peter Parker is oh, also. No, is he a black dude? Yeah. Oh, he is a black dude. Peter yeah. Parker is also not in New York because right now his status quo is he actually, basically he owns the equivalent of Stark Industries. Stark's more or less bankrupt. Less at this point because Mary Jane's running the company for him. Yeah. Um, but Peter has this multinational corporation. He was in Shanghai, Shanghai. or L.A. He was not in New York when yeah. it went down. So he's got offices in New York and L.A. and Shanghai. And so this is a total... This is what the entire continuity is centered on right now. Yeah. Get out. So I need to pick up a couple more books just to figure out where my feet are even in in this whole storyline. Now, here's my advice, honestly, as someone trying to get your bearing. Don't. (laughs) No, he's right. Wait. Wait. Until 
October is when legacy starts or when yeah legacy starts start with the legacy stuff so they're going to go back to old numbering they're sort of added up where things ended when they started rebooting number ones frequently or restarting series at number one frequently okay there'll be a legacy one shot kind of like they did with rebirth basically legacy is marvel's equivalent of rebirth okay it's them doing the same thing i would not go into the tall grass trying to figure out everything that's happening right now, unless you just really dig it and want to for that reason. The cleaner way to jump on is going to be give it a month or two. If you want to read the Generations books that start coming out next week, those are all one-shots. But you can start with Legacy and you can start clean with Legacy. And that may be the easiest way to do it at this point. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. I uh, I don't know. Like I said, it was a little tough to follow. Yeah. But, I mean, luckily it gave me that little thing. So I thought that this was an alternative universe. No. Now, I did know that months and months and months ago, Captain America said, Hail Hydra on the plane back yeah. from where it's so, yep. so this is still following that yes. line? Yes. That was, that was legitimate continuity. This is that the culmination is. explicitly oh, of two years' worth of story. There are elements and pieces of this that have been... Like, Nick Spencer started seeding some pieces of it, not knowing exactly what he'd do with them, but just in books he was... Because it's a thing It's a thing a lot of writers do now, is as they get more of a foothold at Marvel or DC, they'll put these little bits and pieces that they could come back to and hook on later. Um, Rick Remender does a lot. Scott Snyder's yeah. done it at DC. It's a lot of what the metal stuff is going to come out of. But they'll put these footholds. There are footholds in this that go back probably four or five years. Hmm. I did love the artist whenever uh, the flashbacks with Steve Rogers and uh, the Red Skull. I think that that art is yeah. is fantastic and beautiful. That's Ivan Reese. Yeah, yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. I, I thought it was. And super at the end, super spoiler at the end, huh? Sam's back. Sam is back as Cap. Yeah, yeah which is the uh, the Falcon, right? Yeah. 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 And he's been Cap for a while now. Oh, has he? But, yes. But when Secret Empire started and, and Steve Rogers took over and announced himself as Hydra and all that, he renounced Cap his... Yeah, it's Captain America status. He actually, whatever, for for the the yeah. duration of Secret Empire, has renounced both Falcon and, Falcon and Cap. So he's and, just been, yeah. which is which is a little bizarre a because Captain was made, Captain America was made. Where I don't I don't know what line they're following here with a uh, Falcon. Well, Falcon, Falcon oh, wow. doesn't there's, have the super there's, there's serum. There's another 20-minute conversation. Oh, God, Here's the sorry. short version. <laughs> the serum got sucked out of Steve. He aged to a 90-something-year-old man. He basically became strategic ops for S.H.I.E.L.D. He passed the S.H.I.E.L.D. on to Falcon. Falcon because Falcon had basically been his partner longest of anyone who was alive and on Earth still. But Falcon still doesn't have the super serum in him. So no, but super. he does have a mutant ability now. It's not mutant, but he has the ability now to see through birds. Like anything they see, he can see. So he's got some amount of powers. He's got, and, training, and he's got training and he's got background and, as a soldier. And, and he's got some tech. Part of his whole out. thing has been trying to live up to being Captain America without the super. Like that's been part of his whole narrative arc. Um, and if I'm being honest, it's felt a little muddled in places. All right. But. Sounds like. They've, they've addressed. They've at least tried to address a lot of it. Okay. Um, also, his bird's a vampire now. 
All right. It's not muddled you now. It's just Falcon's mud. Bird. No, wait, that's not right. No, no, it's, I'm not joking. I, I know. I, I Red do, Wing but, is a but, vampire. But it's, but it's so, not Jubilee. It's, no. <laughs> Jubilee and Red Wing are both vampires. <laughs> what? Why? No, okay. no, for real. Jubilee, she's been a vampire since like yeah, the 90s. She's been a vampire for a long time. Late nineties, oh, early two thousand. Jesus on a pogo stick. That's, um, a, that's just <laughs> okay. All right. Is it still good? We're operating oh, okay. under the new rules. Okay. Um, this should be fun. One here, sentence. Here we go again. Two independent clauses and a conjunction at most. All right. First one is you, Brian. Of course it is. Bank shot. Um. Uh, Mercenary being hunted down. This is a. I'm sorry, I, I got I got accused last right. week. I didn't Mulligan. make whole sentences. Mulligan. I didn't make whole sentences. This is a mercenary who's being hunted down by other groups and is retaliating, and it's great. All right, Batman Shadow number four. Shit. Um, <laughs> this is the hardest part of the new yeah. show here. <laughs> Well, this, this is this is something we 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 sprung on him last week. Yeah. As, as issue four in this storyline, I'm not going to try too much other than to tell you this is a super super well defined story that you must pick up in trade. I'm very much looking forward yeah, to it yeah, from it so the first good. issue, and I love how they've combined it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman Beyond number ten, old future Bruce Wayne and middle aged future Damian who is now Rachel Ghoul have a heart to heart. Aww. Uh, Commandy challenge. Marguerite Bennett writes this, so it's great. I'm going to, I'm going to point out if I had a quote of the week, this is where mine would come from. It, an- animosity meets, meets Commandy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at one point, Commandy meets this race of like foraging, Dog women. Yes. And one of them sniffs them and says, you smell like you've met two, hmm, three supporting female characters tops, both of whom died, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. yes. So I, ask, there's ask my Ask me quote. about this series after. Yeah. Right. What this is. yeah. Yeah. Let's not yeah. suck anymore. Y'all, uh, y'all learn from me. Yeah. Nancy Drew Hardy Boys, big lie number five. Uh, Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew redefined in a modern age in a noir book and fantastic. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. Yes. I th- I almost picked that one up because I was like, how this is so ridiculous. Thought no, the Hardy Boys. I mean, and I read Hardy Boys books when I was young, yeah. mm-hmm. and but I was like, oh, they got a comic, but. Uh, that's Remind it. Me? So Archie and everybody else has yeah, they've yeah, all been Nancy, revamped. Nancy Drew basically yeah. is the femme fatale. Remind me when uh, we finish. I'll pull out the copy of Betty Page number one last week. That's her as kind of a pulp spy. Hmm. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Project Superpowers Hero Killers number three. (laughs) These poor kids can't get anything right, and it's great reading about it. He didn't even hesitate on that one. Saga number 45. It's Saga. Do I really have to tell you why you need to read it? (laughs) Uh, Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider number five, Brian. Ben Riley and Kane duking it out. <laughs> Black Panther 16. T'Challa's trying to figure out where all the gods have gone and may still have some feelings for Storm. I'm glad that's still a thing. Yeah, it's becoming a thing again. It actually went away for a little bit there. It, it was annulled and they're kind of maybe starting to reconnect now. Awesome. 
Yeah. That's that makes my heart just yeah. big and plump and happy. Um, I'm glad you said heart. Uh, <laughs> hey Brian, yeah, Captain America, Steve Rogers, nineteen. Uh, oh, we did a uh, super super secret Empire tie-in, and you this, uh, uh, once again. Well, you summed this up perfectly for me in a sentence earlier. Tell me what you told me earlier. <laughs> Oh, uh, I think you said us. Captain Steve and Sharon Carter have a heart to heart, or it's about the two of them, or, or, or something, a, like or that. a blade to neck, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Iceman number three. Bobby goes home to try to reconnect with his parents, and mutant hunting religious fanatics come after them. Of course, they do. Brian. Yeah. Infamous Iron Man number ten. Um. Vic and his mom stroll down memory lane. <laughs> it's infamous. Well, this is... Well, he's so Vic, famous, he's infamous. Doom is Iron Man. Yeah, it's Victor Von Doom as Iron Man. Gee, many Christmas trees have yes. been gone so long. And it ties back into a lot of... Be Do you remember the Mike Mignola, Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange book? Yes. It ties in a lot to that. God, it that's pulls a old one too. It is, but it pulls. It's dealing with his mom and his mom showing up, and yeah. a lot of the like. It wow. pulls pretty directly from that. Right, a lot move of along. It's, More sentences. Um, Poorly uh, scripted. I'm catching some of this up to you. Uh, <laughs> hey, none of this is scripted. Uh, Brian. Yes. Spider Gwen twenty two. Uh, Spider Gwen twenty two. Uh, Gwen unleashes something she may not be prepared for. She said, pull my finger first. <laughs> um, you also get some cool Kitty Pride Wolverine stuff. Oh, well, yeah, you do. That's my sentence. Uh, Thanos, number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Um, Thanos tries to get his powers and health back while Trico and... Uh, Nebula bone down. No, oh, hey. Last one, Brian X Men Blue number eight. Uh, X Men Blue number eight. Um, hmm. <laughs> hmm. I don't want to say this. Um, <laughs> the enforcement squad for New Teon learns you shouldn't fuck with the danger room. Danger Ooh. zone. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make a programming decision here on the fly, Brian. We're going to hold solicitations. Yeah, that's a good choice because this next is week. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to go straight into the long box book report. It's a long box book. Jinky, it's not me. Book report. It's a long box book, book report. report. Is that what should we say? <laughs> I like that you threw in a little DuckTales woohoo after that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so this is Turok number one <laughs> from 1993. So, okay, um, this is in part a product of me knowing a little too much and in part a product of me knowing a little too little. Um, it says right here on the cover, Valiant. I'm aware of the fact that Valiant doesn't own Turok. It's a video game. Valiant licensed Turok, yes. It was a bad video game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Similarly, Valiant licensed... Or at least published Magnus, nice. but does not own those rights, which will be relevant here in a moment. Um, I was not prepared for the fact that the first like six pages, eight to eight pages of this, are recapping a Valiant crossover event. Event 
and how Turok fit into all of that. I was even more confused when Magnus showed up because I'm like, wait a minute. Not only is Turok not a valiant character, neither is... I, I did not expect this to be in... Because normally licensed characters don't show up in continuity. Now, I know in the older days right. they did until everyone learned from Rom. Um, <laughs> learned the dangers of that. Uh, so there's the the danger of me knowing too much is not expecting some elements here that were there. And they were they were fine. They actually were covered pretty well, pretty succinctly. Here is the me not knowing not enough. Um, I know it's called Turok Dinosaur Hunter. I thought he was a dinosaur who was a hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Going back... In my defense, the video game box art was just a dinosaur. That is that is true. The video game that, that 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 made my day. I kept waiting for Turok to show up, God. and then a talking dinosaur did show up. But he was the bad guy, and he addressed the other person as Turok. I'm like, oh, I may have misunderstood something about the the core premise of this character. <laughs> that is um, beautiful. Holy shit! The art in this book starts off very nice. Actually, the coloring in this is very nice. The further the, the longer this book goes on, the more nineties its art becomes. You know what's you know what's so funny now? Now I want Turok, who is a dinosaur that is a hunter. It's better, right? <laughs> it's a, like I thought Turok was like off-brand Sauron from the X Men. <laughs> I was thinking Devil Dinosaur, right? <laughs> I was prepared. I was prepared before I read this with this whole. I could do a spiel on him being shitty off-brand Sauron. That'll be fun. <laughs> they're both they're both pterodactyl men. Turns out <laughs> they're not so much. Not so much. No. Um, no. He he's more. Um, think uh, think Magnus, but instead of robots, dinosaurs. Yeah, and I, I actually see does, that now. Speak, does he rip arms off the dinosaurs? <laughs> um, given the opportunity, but they're small. It, it's yeah, right. like breaking a chicken wing <laughs> or a, a wishing bone or a chicken wing, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's also kind of. Really misogynist? Oh, you can't do that. You're a scrub, and therefore also racist because he. Well, the, pro- yeah. the 90s, um, he is also a Native American gentleman mm-hmm. and does talk very much like a 90s stereotype of a Native American <laughs> gentleman sometimes. Oh, yes. Um, it was an interesting. And book. how? No, sorry, I resist that one. But hey, Brian, <laughs> yes. do you know what there is an advertisement for in this? Oh, boy. Uh, I cannot wait. In terms of, I mean, there are some primo advertisements here, but in terms of currently relevant comic titles. Oh, shit. I couldn't even guess. Secret Secret weapons. Secret weapons. Oh, my God. Are you not reading a Secret Weapons miniseries right now? Uh, No, actually. I know it's in print right now, isn't it? I think I'm reading it. Oh. Yeah. Pretty sure there's a Secret Weapons miniseries going on. If not now, then soon. I think it's soon. I don't think it started yet. Well, maybe you, it did. Maybe it did. You, you know what's really magic about that? Uh, it's shiny. About that book. It's shiny on the front. Yeah, that, well, if it was baby. all chrome on the front, ooh. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Back 90s, in the day. 90s, baby. That's ooh, what the covers were. It's shiny. <laughs> that was it. All right. Um, we don't have the die or the long box. Jen's going to pull one when she gets home because yeah. that box lives 
at her place. Yep, so Brian and I are both safe this week. Woo-hoo! Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I might suppose. need to contribute something to that alarm box. <laughs> Go for Some it. awful. Just no war books. No We're tired of war, war books. books. <laughs> um, I suppose I should say something about rock hounds and relics since Jen's not here to say you it. Should, yeah. That's Jen's sister's rock shop. Yeah. Well, they've got oh, rocks and downtown, jewelry. Uh, downtown Ackworth, yeah. yeah, on Lemon Street, mm-hmm. just off Main Street, next to, across across Lemon Street from Memory Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in there. Not only do they have rocks, there's also usually a dog named Crash hanging out there, a pleasant and fat little dog. Um, they have rocks that are slightly irradiated and will glow. <laughs> They have rocks that fur- fluoresce under black light. So if you need any gamma radiation for your... If you're attempting a homemade Hulk scenario. Yes. Got a Geiger counter you need to calibrate? <laughs> I don't know if they actually have yeah, yeah, right. any, no, any calibration works, level uranium. Yeah. Now you, can, you used to be able to order on Amazon uranium to calibrate. That's where I go to get my yellow cake. I don't That's know. exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. Wow. Um, I asked for yellow cake for my birthday one year and got yellow cake with chocolate frosting, which was delicious, but not what I meant. Um, have they gone to Rock Hounds and Relics? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they have, but they've got fossils. Oh, very nice. They've got, like I said, they've got jewelry. They've got a lot of cool stuff. It's all very sparkly and shiny, much like the store cover. So, Grant, do you have anything you want to talk about? Oh, I I do. Uh, since if anybody wants to see... Some other things that I do on the side. I know it's like, again, what's against the law to say something about theater or something like that? No. No? no. no. Okay. Uh, I have a web series uh, that's already been out for a couple of years. It's called uh, The Lumber Baron of Jasper County. Please go check it out. And and just... uh, Where can we check it out? You can check it out. uh, It's on YouTube. that you can check it out. That's, That's the easiest pretty place much the it, easiest yeah. place to find it. Cool. Uh, you can also, in a couple months, there's a, another web series that's coming out called Herman Jones. It is a psychological thriller. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. I, I was confused. Yeah, I, thought it was, I thought it was about a, a yearbook comp sales company. No, no, no. It's not Herman Jones. No, that's Herf Jones. I'm sorry. No, Herf Jones. Herman Jones. Uh, Lumber Baron in Jasper Herman County Jones. is as pretty much it's wrapped. It, uh, that series is, is over. Uh, but it's a redneck comedy. Cool. Yeah. Very funny. It's, it's uh, pretty humor. It's very lowbrow yeah. humor and uh, amazing. I'm a, one of the main characters. Yeah. Awesome. That's exciting. I will be checking that out. Please do. Um, I have nothing else to promote at the moment. Nope, not me. Uh, I guess that's it. Thank you for jumping yeah, in. And I have out. had a big time, and my brain is hurting from all the new information <laughs> and uh, all the notes that I took to for comics that I need to actually check out. Cool. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, I think that'll do it. Uh, our theme music is The Spontaneous Elk Reunion by The Fish Who Saved the Planet. We'd like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn, or on our website at panelologypodcast.com, where you can also check out Clearing the Backlog. I am 210 days in a row reading and writing about trades. As soon as you guys go home, it'll be 11. Oh, shit, I've only got half an hour. <laughs> I'm going to post this one a little late. Um... If you want more trades to read, Grant, there's a place you can go. <laughs> don't tell me where to go, man. You don't know me. <laughs> Not comicsology.com. I'll take you straight there. Not comicsology. Um, it's broken me of my habit of calling us comicsology. Though. I know. I it has. Yes, I have noticed that. All right. I'm Alex. I'm Brian. And I am Grant. 
Good night and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>